the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It is ESPN Asheville. It is uh, the Sportsocracy, and we are here in the Ingalls studio. I feel really out of sorts right now because I'm, I'm not standing. And I always stand when I do this show, and so that's like where my energy comes from. But for some reason, I'm 41 years old and my body's falling apart. Because last, last night I was on my way to bed and all of a sudden I heard a pop in my foot. And I went, okay, I'm down four to six weeks. Let's go. <laughs> Deshaun Watson says he can't go you know, this week. I, I don't know if I can go today. Yep, Tank's, got a, a Tank's working on a DMP old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Anyhow, I hope you're in much better physical shape today than I am. But we're all ready for the beginning of another week in the NFL. Oh, yeah, and we got a banger. Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's ride Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson in a windstorm. Who do you think is going to get the better of this matchup? And it sounds like there's going to be rain and wind and earth wind and fire they got thunderstorms in the kansas city area and they got uh up to 40 mile per hour wind gusts tonight for the showdown between the chiefs who are the defending super bowl champions and the denver broncos who once got beat by 50 points uh yeah they gave up it's a team that gave up 70 to not patrick mahomes they should be really glad that it's going to be hurricane save the ponies tonight (laughs) But, I mean, I think you can actually glean something from tonight's game. Okay. Because this is a – it's a short week spot. Kansas City was in Minnesota on Sunday, played in the in the late afternoon window. Now you catch the super short week. You're playing in weather. And, look, Kansas City has not historically been we-blow-you-out team. No, only when they play the worst of the worst like the Bears. They should be. Tonight should be an absolute bloodletting because you get a team in Denver that has, I will say, a bit of a rudderless ship here. You got rid of Frank Clark today. We don't know yet whether he's going to be outright released or traded. So there's obviously a lot of dissension in Denver. This is the spot where you have to absolutely crush a team. Mm -hmm. I caught a lot of flag for having the Kansas City Chiefs ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. I I mean, I'll explain it to you in, in one sentence or less. If they played right now, I would take Kansas City. It's the only explanation I got. Yeah, they lost a game to a good Detroit Lions team. Mm-hmm. They haven't looked overly impressive. But when you've been as successful as this pairing has been with with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and, and Pat Mahomes, you get the benefit of the doubt. But there are certain spots where you have to come out in a crush spot and will crush. Mm-hmm. And this is it. And tonight is one of those nights. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Give me all the Isaiah Pacheco tonight. Uh, based off what I saw Brees Hall do last week, yeah. And I don't disagree with you in any way. I think he's going to have a big old biggin because it is going to be heavy wins because they will run the ball more than you expect them to. You might see a few hand more handoffs to Travis Kelsey as well. We saw, we've seen them generate touches for him in the past. 
I'm not saying this is going to turn into, oh, my God, the wind's blowing and we're going to run the ball, you know, 70% of the time, but good. Fans, especially how if they get up big early. Fans always over-exaggerate how much the weather actually affects this. I always said this was snow. One of the best offensive outputs I've ever seen from an, uh, from a team in the NFL was in the snow. New England Patriots, I can't remember who they just beat to death. They scored 58 in the snow. Yeah. This is 20-mile-an-hour sustained wins. I mean, it's not going to be fun. I'm not going to tell you Pat Mahomes is going to come out here and throw for 400 yards. But weather games tend to – it brings things together. It was the Bills. Andreas Pinkney got me in the YouTube comments. I appreciate you on that. I, I just – I don't see a path that Denver even keeps this competitive. And for Kansas City, that's exactly what you need. I agree. Uh, tonight is not going to be the most entertaining of matchups unless you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Because um, just, you know, watching somebody hold somebody down and spit in their mouth, that's not real fun. I well, mean, that's I, like, I, mean, I, I do find it bully kind of thing, right? I do find it funny that the more interesting of these two teams is the one that's not even vaguely relevant on the uh, on the league scale you're more interested in denver denver's a more interesting team kansas city is just old reliable oh you know uh, we had to we had to change the oil had to get two new tires well it's fine i i'm uh, it's gonna be fine when i needed to be in january but denver is such a train wreck that i can't stop watching it and this is literally like this is like the rubbernecker you get uh, when a, an accident happens I was driving home yesterday and apparently there was a power line down on Patton Avenue and I looked up the road because it happened right as I was coming out of here. I looked up the road and I went, I don't know what just happened, but that looks like a scene out of a horror movie. And that's where I'm at with Denver. You get rid of Randy Gregory last week, by the way, we hadn't touched on this, but you remember that thing I said about, I'm sure somebody offered a draft pick. Yes, oh, they did. It was San Francisco. And that's where he went. Now you move Frank Clark. You're, you're obviously undergoing a youth movement. You're undergoing tremendous roster turn. And I can't stop asking the question, how long do you keep trotting Russell Wilson out there? There's only a handful of vets left on this team. Later on in the show, we're going to give you NFL trades we would like to see because Bill Barnwell did a 20,000-word dissertation, and I'm not sure any of it really meant anything. <laughs> Alex Singleton, is that one moving you? Yeah. Michael Hartman for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Russell Wilson is, I mean, he's he's an enigma to me still. I mean, I, I, I'm with you like he's not good at football anymore. No. This is not a good thing. But it's the whole situation to me and how, how they're going to handle this. And are we at that point? Is Sean Payton at the cut it loose moment? Was Frank Clark another of the warning signs well i mean this of, is a veteran am, guy that you brought in and has played two games right but this is like i am cutting loose all of the dead weight and russell at this point he's dead weight no doubt no doubt because this team's going nowhere regardless if you think you can get anything out of russell wilson moving forward i to me that i don't care well he this is, is just a, it's not toxic Oh, he in, is toxic. He's been stadium. toxic. And if you really don't believe that, 
just go read through our YouTube comments on anything Denver Broncos we do and look for Seattle Seahawk logos. There's a lot of them out there, mm-hmm. and they love to comment, yeah, we all saw this coming. Not one of us is surprised by where this is going. And it, it, it's not – I feel like when people hear me say these things and, and hear you say these things about Russell Wilson – that you think we're saying that Jared Stidham would be a better option or no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have, you're in a bad marriage here and now you're to the point of you're arguing at the dinner table in front of the kids. You're making smart alecky little comments at each other in public. You got to do something and you need a spark of some kind because last week I watched every second of your game with my jets and I didn't see a team that even looked like they cared about being in the building. And I think that's what Sean Payton's looking at. And now you're walking into a division matchup that you should be able to get up for. If you're in the NFL, there should never be a, Hey, we got to get hyped for a division game. And this just screams ultimate rock bottom where you come out and get beat 41 to three. Is that where you're at, or do you think this is going to be grosser than that? Uh, no, I think it's going to be grosser than that. I I think because Kansas City is not the team that typically does that. Plus, I'm going to throw in the 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 weather thing, and you've you're gonna I mean you're gonna have maybe some fight out of this team. I mean, I got to imagine as guy as as guys get cut and cut and cut and cut from this roster, the message is going to get home of, oh my God, we're all playing for our jobs. Well, Randy Gregory didn't do it. Oh, I know. Uh, Nick Benito came out with a, a a rocket ship in his keister, and then he was completely irrelevant for the final three and a half quarters. And I get it, but but that's what they're doing, right? That's that Sean is Sean is sending the message that I have hungrier guys behind you. And if they're showing me something in practice or they're showing me something on the game film that you can't show me as a veteran, you're out of here because this is my team now and I'm building the culture. I'm putting the, I'm, I'm putting my product on the field. And so he's at some point, he's going to get a group of guys that are going to fight harder than that, right? He's going to get that kind of a Houston Texan-y, Tennessee Titan-y kind of a scrappy team. And, and what you Maybe. just said is the best way that I could say what I've been trying to say for well over a month now. You can keep doing that with your outside linebackers, with your offensive line, with a wide receiver, and with a corner. It's not going to resonate for squat as long as Les Ride is walking off the sideline looking at you, and I swear to God, if you could have read his mind, it would have been so vulgar that I couldn't say it into this microphone. I, I would like to believe that, th- that the case is he's got one more of those. I'm, because I guarantee you, Sean Payton had that conversation, right? They've talked about this. They didn't let that go. There was a meeting with Russ on one side of the desk and Sean on the other side of the desk, and I'll, I'll guarantee you he looked him in the face and said, you got one more of those. You throw me that I, attitude I again, think. and I am going to send your ass packing, and I don't care to where. You and and go, I would, you would think. Right. I would, and that's what I'm saying. This is all conjecture. I'm not inside the building. I don't know. But from what I have learned about Sean Payton over the years and the way that he runs his organization, he's not going to stand for that. Not well, for long, anyway. You would think. But this is, and I go back to the same reference that I just made. This is you're making snide remarks at dinner parties. Mm-hmm. And instead of addressing it, you just sat there like the 
with your little little red cheeks going i'm sorry for her I, I'm, I'm sorry she's she's angry we we fought in the car on I the feel way like here you have to be past that at this point i do too if you're sean payton you have to be past that because the only thing you're doing is damaging your legacy at correct this point. correct with every passing game with every crappy performance with every time your offense goes out there and doesn't look like it knows you know it's it's tail from a hole in the ground you're doing damage to yourself and you don't want to represent your yourself and your legacy and your team that way you got to send the message now uh we got our first one of these of the day i'm your huckleberry it's from our buddy generations check out uh his his store online he's got uh he's got some some sweet kicks very fine uh a pair that he sent us that i wear all the time he said shout out to the five on it yesterday new mexico state minus three paid my mortgage payment this month there you go three and one last night let's go only thing I missed was uh, yeah, UTEP and Florida International. <laughs> I accidentally watched like 10 plays of that. <sighs> got both the unders. Got New Mexico State. Whoa. You watch low-level college football? Good Lord have mercy. It is hard to watch. Yeah, um, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. even get down to the Conference USA level, and you're like, these what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm not sure the third stringers for Georgia couldn't beat both of those teams. If you made an all-star team out of the 180 dudes on that field, I think the third stringers for Georgia would beat them 65 to nothing. No doubt. No doubt. Those are, those are high-level D1 recruits, too. And today, it's, it's a special day because we have a, a, a convergence. It's almost like the perfect storm. You remember that movie with, with George Clooney? Oh, yeah. Where you got all the storms that are coming together at the same time. We got my guy, Mike Houston, the East Carolina Pirates. They're playing tonight. There's not football. Yep, yep. We got my school, West Virginia, and the easiest NFL bet in the history of NFL bets. It's a perfect storm, folks. It's a perfect storm. It's time to make all the money. All right. All right. And that's he's, exactly what we're going to do. That's right. He's got uh, his bangers coming up at the end of of the hour here might have a country road sing-along it's entirely possible i mean i can't promise it but i feel pretty sure of it uh did see uh comment here on a threadbare thursday from uh, michael meadows he was asking us uh wanted to know what our thoughts were on the best games of the weekend since obviously thursday night football has the potential to be a another grumper there are a handful of games this week that see seahawks Bengals is the one that immediately came to me 49ers browns um jets eagles mm -hmm. and then the monday night game cowboys chargers yep all yep. four of those are incredibly interesting for completely different reasons yep lions bucks you know if you wanted to watch a beatdown, you can uh you can tune into that or 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 you could choose to try to watch the carolina panthers win their first game of the season against the miami dolphins somehow that game doesn't start till sunday and Miami's already scored twice. Uh, your game, Lions Bucks. I can actually tell you how that goes. So you got Ben Johnson, OC for the the Detroit Lions, yes, sir. friend of the program. Yes, sir. And Todd Bowles, who calls the defense for your Bucks. All you have to know, you can actually find this on YouTube. Just go to the search bar and type in Chess Master Plays Against Squirrel. There it is. <laughs> You got the little squirrel and the little herb just moving the piece with it. 
Uh, you're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, peach perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. At Ingles, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. The Sportsocracy. <laughs> Who are we going to cheer for on Sundays now? Nobody! It's ESPN Asheville. We got plenty of things to cheer for on Sunday. All kinds of NFL football going on. And there are some teams. I mean, this that, weekend, I'm going to cheer on my New York Jets, giving the Philadelphia Eagles and Josh Michael their first loss. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. Did, did it sound like I believed that? Uh, no. I'm trying to work on my lying. Uh, uh, <laughs> you need to do better. Yeah, because that, uh, I thought that was that was about as convincing as I could drum up. You need up. to strive for more. Yeah, it was as convincing as I could as I could generate. I give you a better chance than I give the Giants against the Bills, though. There's a better chance that squirrel wins the chess match we were just talking about <laughs> that the Giants have against the Bills. <laughs> Uh, it is week six in the NFL and, uh, lots of teams are just at this point, like how do, what do we got to do right for the long haul of the season? Are we, uh, you know, are, are we contenders? Are we pretenders? Where are we at? Are we buying? Are we selling? How do you fix this? What's wrong and how do you fix it? So we're going to play fix this mess. That's right. Choosing to select teams across the NFL. Let's fix this mess now starting out in the afc with the cleveland browns what's wrong with the browns to begin with the offense it's just really clunky you you lost nick chubb you didn't have deshaun watson the last game and i'm that one's a total blip to me the the dorian thompson robinson game you got a rookie backup playing in his first game against uh, the baltimore ravens which they'll not be doing again uh, no and by the way, you can stop talking about how great he is and he's the future of the franchise. We shouldn't have paid Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's why you paid Deshaun Watson. Uh, to me, the fix for the Browns is really easy. You have an issue at both tackles. You know, Jack Conklin got hurt early in the season. He's gone. You got Dewan Jones, who is he's a he's a house, but he hadn't been particularly good. 
He's been fine, but nothing to write home about. And Jedrick Wills hasn't been good on the left side. So teams that uh, Pittsburgh is a great evidence of this. They had two defensive touchdowns against you. You're not going to be able to fix that because those are the tackles that you're stuck with. It's it's not like you can do anything to fix that. And Joku's not a great blocker. So how do you fix it? Get the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hands. You're gonna and I said this weeks ago. You're gonna have to put in elements of what Deshaun Watson is used to and stop trying to do this three yards in a cloud of dust. You don't have the tools for that anymore. The line's not good enough for that. You've got you're paying a high level quarterback and you have pretty good weapons. You're way too high on Donovan Peoples Jones, but Elijah Moore, that's a guy you gave up a second round pick to go get. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper. Those are good receivers. You got to get the ball out of your hand and, and and work on not just putting Deshaun Watson back there to get killed. That's the biggest problem I see with it. Yeah. So how do you fix it? You get the ball out of his hand. Other faster. than just, I, I mean, but but that, and that's the thing that I like. How do how do you how do you hammer that home to Kevin Stefanski? Uh, because it's been like three weeks since we had that conversation mm-hmm. of Kevin needs to start tailoring this offense to Deshaun more than expecting him to bend to you well my hope is that that's what you got in the bye week because you you were only the two weeks off the Nick Chubb injury but I find it very you had a, a rookie in there well I mean that's he's the not thing. practicing that's the problem for yeah. me I, I mean you had the bye week to work on stuff but he's still not practicing this week I, and you're not wrong is there something wrong in Cleveland, is there something deeper to this? Or is it just Deshaun just honestly doesn't feel like his shoulder's good enough to go, so he's just holding himself out? Because as far as we know, he's medically cleared. He can physically practice. He's choosing not to. And that, to me, is a major problem, especially seeing as how we're going into another week where they may have to play a backup quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen. And I mean, obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I do think Deshaun Watson will play. For me, it's more of a philosophical thing. It's not even, hey, we're going to go get practice reps. No, you just got to stop doing these deep drops. And it's just not working. So nobody is overly scared of Jerome Ford. Nobody's overly scared of Kareem Hunt. So that's changed the way the box is set up, and it changes a lot of what Stefanski does. So you gotta you gotta evolve. Okay. You gotta grow. All right, all right. Evolve and grow. How about let's stay in the same division with another broken team? I feel like the the fix should be pretty easy. I mean, Blame it's Canada. Gonna, it's gonna be difficult. Blame Canada. It's da, gonna da, da, hurt da, da, your feelings. Da, da. It might wrinkle some uh, you know eyebrows, but with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got you got to get rid of Matt Canada. Oh, that's uh, no doubter. And you got to get a quarterback. The the same thing that I said about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton on the sideline, that shot of Matt Canada sitting in the box, just like, Humph, I'm not happy. I don't even care if the story's true mm-hmm. that Pickett audibled out and this wasn't his play and it's just a bad look. And, and you add that to how many Steeler fans just absolutely hate this guy. He is the worst play caller in the NFL, not named Josh McDaniels. And you've got pieces, you've got weapons. 
I like some of the things that I'm seeing with the offensive line. Broderick Jones got his first start last week, held up reasonably well. I mean, there's nothing to write home about, but he was better than Dan Moore, who I still maintain. I cannot figure out how any coach looks at him and goes, left tackle. And you got to move on from Najee Harris. I know you used a first-round pick on him. He can be the change of pace, to, but Jalen Warren just looks exponentially better. Mm-hmm. It was one thing when it was a couple games last year in spot work. Now it's just abundantly obvious, and, and it's time. The defense is good enough that Kenny Pickett does not have to be special. You have to have a modicum of a running game, which Jalen Warren provides you. Yep. You can bring in Najee Harris for for goal line work, for short yardage work. You just got to flip those two. Mm-hmm. And I think that all ties back to Canada. Yep. I, I don't think he will do it. You're going to have to find somebody else to do it. I would agree. I would agree. You make uh, whoever, I don't I don't care, quarterback's coach, running back's coach, whoever you got to put in charge of the offense to realize that Jalen Warren, is he's, he's the better back right now. This is the this is Dallas Cowboys all over again with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. You saw how long it took them to pull the plug on Zeke and to finally make Tony the the feature. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was until what week nine of last year. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make the same mistake. I mean, Matt Canada's offense looks like it came out of nineteen eighty four, and it's and I believe the story. I'll be honest with you. When I heard the story, when I saw the initial reaction from Matt Canada on the game-winning touchdown, and he didn't react, I thought it was weird. And then when I read the story, it made perfect sense. That was not the play he called. That was not his Mm go-to on that play. And when Kenny Pickett changed the protections and sent sent George Pickens on the go-route to the end zone, that was not the play that he drew up, and he was ticked about it. Did you see who reached out to the Steelers to to try to fix their offensive woes? I heard John Gruden's name mentioned. Byron Leftwich. Oh, nice. He wants a role on the offensive staff to help fix their their issues. Nice. I think I, I could help. I, I can honestly say you couldn't be any worse. Mm-hmm. Frankly, Tank Spencer should be reaching out saying, "I can help your offensive." Tank, how do you call a play? Seven run seven just 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 pick up the phone and say play <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be better than matt ganada uh-huh. uh-huh and i don't disagree um pittsburgh to me is not necessarily fixable i i think they are but matt because i don't think at the very least they... i want to see it without matt canada before yeah. i just go can't be it, it can't be done i don't know that's gonna happen I don't know that it's ever going to get that way because this is a loyal franchise. They went into the season with this same coaching staff and they'll go out of the season with the same coaching staff. I don't think they'll make any changes and they'll stick with Kenny Pickett and you'll continue to be this team that week to week, we don't know. Maybe our defense can win us some games, but I can guarantee you our offense is not going to win us games. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Some weirdness going on in college basketball. See how I did that? That was beautiful. Seamless. Seamless award-winning broadcasting. Uh, (laughs) Weirdness going on in college basketball where we've got a new number one, ladies and gentlemen. Season hasn't even started yet. There's a new number one. All-time winningest team school in college basketball, D1 history, is now the Kentucky Wildcats. How'd that happen? Well, then we finally got uh, some resolution to the whole Kansas basketball Silvio D'Souza scandal. They're taking 15 wins away from Kansas in the official record book, and that drops them now to seven games behind Kentucky after they had become the winningest program in college basketball history two years ago, maintained that throughout the 2022-2023 season, but now, finally, there's been a punishment in this thing. This thing's been going on for, good Lord, how long? 16 years, it feels like. (laughs) But finally, there's some kind of punishment for Kansas after all this time. Deion Sanders is going full Abe Simpson yelling at clouds. He is not a fan of the 8 o'clock kickoff. Well, the 8 o'clock kickoff is a 10 o'clock kickoff here on the east coast Mm -hmm. he said who makes these eight o'clock games it's the dumbest thing ever the stupidest thing ever invented in life who wants to stay up till eight o'clock for a dang game what about the east coast do they even care about ratings or anybody watching Dion, buddy you do realize that you just played the highest rated game in the history of espn's telecast of college football at 10 30 at night Uh right Mm-hmm. You, let me let me see if I can maybe explain this to you. You are fun to watch, especially when you're competing with nothing. 
as you will be tomorrow night when you play Stanford. It's a little harder to justify now that you have two losses putting you up against, I don't know, Michigan or Ohio State or Georgia. It's kind of how it works. Then there was another fallacy of how glad he is to be leaving the Pac-12. He said, thank God we're not in this conference anymore. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but you do realize that you're taking virtually the entire meaty portion of the Pac-12 with you to the Big 12, right? Do, do you know why they wanted to do that? So they could have that late slate. That's the only thing attractive. Yeah, this thing going nowhere. Because we know that you are not going to be at Colorado forever. So you're attractive right now, but for the long term, that's the appeal, is that we get into a further demographic market and we open up an extra time slot. And I have a funny feeling that you're going to be in that slot a lot. Well, the school will be. Well, he'll be around for another year. Yeah, but they won't. I, I don't know. They set records. I get what you're saying. They set records mm-hmm. when they put you in that time slot. So, yeah, there's a big reason that they do that. But I'm on Dion's side on this one. I, he's he's I, not wrong. Uh, he is 100% wrong. Marketing. No, no, you want more eyeballs on that team, you need to put them earlier. Mm, we've done that. It didn't work because you're competing with other teams. Well, because they weren't fun to watch. You put this team on earlier. You, you just did that against USC. And as the game went on, the viewership went away because you were competing with other things. The final number's fine. But if you want to keep them for the full three hours, put them against nothing. This is marketing 101. <laughs> Frankly, I'm shocked they don't have more games like this where they're the only game in town. I mean, is it fun? No. I mean, I personally wouldn't want to kick off a game at 1030 Eastern time. But you're going to watch it. We've already proven it. We've already proven it. You played a game against literally a school where you couldn't name a player on the roster. And it broke every overnight record that ESPN had. No doubt. And this is basic fundamentals, and it will continue to happen. I also love the part that he was Until you're really good. What the hell am I supposed to do with these kids? I thought that was the best part of it. He was like, right, what am I supposed to do with all my kids until 8 o'clock at night? Like, we wake up in the hotel. What am I supposed to do with them? <laughs> He's like a dad. He's like he's like Ricky Bobby. He don't know what to do with his hands. Like, I got all these guys. What am I going to do with them until 8 o'clock at I, night? I don't know. That's your job, coach. <laughs> I understood where he was coming from. Um but he's 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 used to the media cycle. Yeah, he knows you, how this works. You want to get out of the Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time window? Uh, win. Keep winning, and you'll get out of that. No doubt. And you'll be playing on big noon kickoff constantly. Right. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Fix this mess in the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens, hey, they're in the AFC North, too. Guess what? We're going to do the other one, too. Baltimore Ravens, how how are we fixing this? Uh, We're only fixing the teams that can be salvaged or the teams that aren't grossly overachieving from what we thought they would be. Uh, We don't want to fix the Houston Texans. We don't want to fix the Indianapolis Colts. 
And then you get the Patriots, the Broncos, and all those teams that are, well, you're beyond saving. Mm -hmm. uh, because we can't have a seance, and we can't ask God, because that's what you need. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, you have all the pieces. A, you need to get healthy. B, and I noticed this a lot against Pittsburgh, you got to get on the same page. It was shocking to me how many times Zay Flowers was wide open, which I had a vested interest in because I played him everywhere in DraftKings, and Lamar just missed him. Lamar looks a step offbeat with every receiver. Mm -hmm. And that probably happens when you get one that's a categoric bust, one that's a rookie, and one that's hurt all the time. You got to get on the same page. And I fully believe that one of the ways to do that I think they'd need an actual running back. This committee of Justice Hill and Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon. No, you need a dude. And in the third hour of this program, I'm going to give you a dude. <laughs> uh, you can go get a dude before the trade deadline, if you so choose. And I think I'm I think I'm with you there. I mean, um, I'm a fan of, of Todd Monken wanting to throw the ball more. It just feels like you're trying to force something, mm -hmm. and it just cost you a game because you were trying to force it. Yes. Because I mean, be really honest with yourself. If you're calling that play down on the goal line, you're telling me you're running a back shoulder fade with Lamar Jackson? No. I'm going to run that RPO action with a run to the outside for Lamar, and I'm going to have Mark Andrews coming across the backside. That's the play. It's always the play, and it should never not be the play. The reason that I liked Monken coming to this offense, coming to, to Baltimore, was because of the offense that I saw him put on the field at Georgia, right? Some of the designed plays that he had, you know, to create the confusion and get Stetson Bennett to pick up yards with his legs, which he was great at mm -hmm. at times. I, and I freaked out going – imagine what he can do with Lamar Jackson and then he comes in and they're trying to turn him into a pocket passer I mean I get that he's still running the ball but it's not as much as he used to and 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 I agree with not having him do it as much as he used to but I expected it I guess at a greater clip than what I've well, seen it so far I mean you have to but I think this that's is like buying a Maserati and taking it to the grocery store but I think that's why he's not on time I think that's part of it. Well, the it's other like, part is you got to get Mark Andrews more involved. Mm -hmm. But his, but 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 I think his whole mojo, his whole rhythm is off because he's not playing his game as much, right? And, and I think that's I think that's part of it. But I, I don't think it's all of it. Yes, you have to do that. You, you've got to steer into your strengths. The thing that's bothering me the most about Todd Monken is that you came in with a team that was built this way, and Mark Andrews has twenty catches through five games. That's, Very concerning. That's the best receiver on this team, and it's not really all that close. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to take the new stuff and 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 have an element of the new stuff, but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater of w what's been successful for you in the past. Yes, yes, and don't and and you know, I mean, I mean, you don't necessarily want to go right back to the uh, to the Georgia playbook, but you could probably find some of the Bowers plays in there for Mark Andrews. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing. For me, I'm looking at Cleveland going, Kevin Stefanski has to evolve, and Todd Monken probably has to devolve. Devolve, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Um, how about the Cincinnati Bengals? How do you fix that? Well, you need to bottle whatever that offensive line did this past week, and yeah, keep doing that. 
I don't really think there is a, hey, we need to do this. You got all the pieces in place. You just got to get, make sure Joe stays clean. Mm -hmm. Because clean Joe didn't look hurt at all. No. Keep manufacturing these touches for Jamar Chase. That's, by the way, what Cincinnati's doing. Baltimore, do that with Mark Andrews. You'll be just fine. Oh, we got to get creative with how how we get in the ball. He's got to come out of the backfield and pre-snap motion. I don't care how you get him the ball. Mm-hmm. I just care that you get him the ball. Uh, and I, I do look at the defense, and I, I need to see more of the uh, of the good old days of Lou Anarumo. The defense looks a little disjointed. I mean, Trey Hendrickson's a dog. Mm-hmm. But I'm not seeing a whole lot of other dogs. So I need to see the the Jermaine Pratt's and 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 – Hubbard, Sam Hubbard. I need him getting some pressures. Yep. Because you don't have the back end is very young. And so if you leave them out there on an island for an extended period of time, they're going to get burnt. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a whole lot that needs to be quote unquote fixed with Cincinnati. Mended maybe, but not necessarily fixed. Well, and and again healed. Because as Joe Burrow goes, goes this team. And I thought it was great to see him last week stepping up into throws, trusting the leg, and let's – it looks like it's on the trajectory here, right? And barring any setbacks, he'll be back to normal pretty soon or as normal as he can be. Well, I mean, and you got to – And this offense is going to roll. You got a whale of a test this weekend because you got the team with the highest pass rush success rate in the league. But how skewed is that? It's very skewed. Okay. That's why I didn't mention it yesterday when like 11 people said it in the chat. No, I got it. You also played against the New York Giants. Right, and hit the quarterback 22 times. Yeah, that's that's that kind of... Not every offensive line is as bad as that. Well, that's why you have to be careful using percentage stats in the first eight weeks of the season. Mm -hmm. Because you get one real, real good one, and it skews the information. Yes. And I'm not saying Seattle's not... I'm not saying they're not a productive pass rush team, because I think they are. It's inconsistent. Mm -hmm. But they're much better than Arizona. Yeah. So the, the chances of Joe just sitting back there chucking darts is much lower against Seattle. Well, and it didn't take long for him to go from just in the season to, hey, maybe I'll stick around for a while. Jeremy Green, how are you going to fix your New York Jets? Hey, don't use my words against me. Well, you know. I mean, do I have to say it or, or are you going to say it? Run the damn ball! There you go. That's, <laughs> that's, hey, you, you got a real good running back back there. You should probably give it to him a lot. You also have to find a way to get Garrett Wilson more involved. Look, I know you're going to say I'm a homer and this team is dead in the water. I'm not as sure of that. I'm not as sure of that. Mm-hmm. Because what changed two weeks ago, and this was before the Kansas City game, was they started going into 12 and even 13 personnel much more. So you're using C.J. Yazama, you're using Tyler Conklin, and you're even using Jeremy Ruckert. The thing of that is is that you're bringing the, the – you're really tightening the defense up against you, and you're still running on it. That means you're good at this. So even a team like Philadelphia, you should be able to run on them. And if they sell out for it, you got Garrett Wilson, who one-on-one cannot be defended by anybody. Mm-hmm. He ate Patrick Sertan's lunchbox. The problem was that Zach Wilson couldn't get him the ball regularly, and they had to get cute. Well, sometimes with a mediocre quarterback, you got to do that. They had a – it was a third – I want to say a third and three, third and four, 
and they ran Wilson across the formation and basically just ran a flat. He's wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. If teams are going to sell out to stop to stop Brees Hall, burn them. Burn them. Don't give Zach Wilson too much. He has shown he can't do it. But if you give him two reads and take off, that he can do. Nobody has done that with him in the past. Mm-hmm. That was where Mike, La- oh, Mike LaFleur, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to talk to. to I'm gonna have to talk to Jesus about some of the things I said about Michael Floor, <laughs> because you couldn't figure it out. You're right. giving this kid too much. He came from a system at BYU where he had two reads. Well, that's what he's doing in the thing now, and I think it can work. It's not going to be enough for you to beat the Eagles, but you got a lot of teams on the schedule you can beat. Mm-hmm. You also have to figure out the offensive line because apparently they uh, there's a curse on them, and and they all have to get hurt. Once a year. Oh, who's hurt now? Elijah Vera Tucker's done for the year. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You're on the fourth right tackle, which is Max Mitchell. Yeah, I've seen, I've read that book. Didn't like it the first time. No. Don't think I'm going to like it the second time either. No, no, no. Yeah, without an offensive line, I think it's going to be hard for you guys to to make this little magical playoff run that you want to make. Not saying you can't do it. I just, I doubt it. Oh, and bottle whatever that is you're doing in the second half defensively. And let's try doing that in the first half not be behind all the time yeah that'd be awesome yep uh and let's go with the los angeles chargers firebrand staley oh wait it's two over the top it's like it's is this record broken uh it is to them because they, they don't seem to be getting the message the biggest thing for i, I want to see if you have the same answer as me because we didn't talk about this before the show mm-hmm. if you had to fix one thing right now with the chargers what would it be Other than coaching? Well, the coaching is the thing on the defense because I can't give you any better players than what you already have. Right. That's what, that's what so I'm saying. So you make all the trades you want to, but you've already got Khalil Mack and, and Bosa and Derwin James. It's as good as it's going to be. You right. just have to do better with that. Right. And I don't, know how, I, I don't know how you fix it other than making a coaching change and maybe inserting some oomph into the defense you're gonna have to figure out how to and i'm not even gonna scream this i'm just saying this as serious as i can you have to figure out how to run the damn ball i mean i know austin eckler's been out Mm -hmm. he wasn't the greatest between the tackles runner in the first place you had a game with joshua kelly where yeah that's fantastic and then since then just it's all on justin herbert who by the way uh i made the mistake of googling what happened to his hand don't do that because somebody got a picture of it and I saw it and now I can't unsee it and oh, it has no. ruined my ability to have fun for about a week. Is it just all mangled? Oh, yeah. It's a nail kid, Ooh, all no, the way off. No just, good. No good. I don't like it. I mean, now he's going to have a splint on his hand for the next at least handful of weeks. Mm-hmm. So you, you just can't ask him to sit back there and uh, this is not 1984 and he's not Dan Fouts. You have better pieces than that. And you need to have some kind of balance. Yep. And if you do, you become one of the hardest teams to game plan in the NFL. And I feel like they'll get it. I mean, Austin Eckler comes back, and, and I mean that's a huge piece. Well, how many years in a row have we said the same thing about the Chargers? That they don't run the ball. Right, yeah, exactly. They don't run the between the tackles well. I get it. I also feel like uh, Austin Eckler is going to be a hell of a tool to have. No uh, doubt. Now that uh, Mike Williams is gone. Well, I mean, it's weird when I say Josh Palmer. 
I mean, Josh is going to get hit. Because it's Josh Palmer season, baby! Uh, T's and P's if you're uh, counting on Quentin Johnston to do anything for you. Because I feel like all those, you know, and now everything shifts with Austin Eckler back to Kanan, Austin, Josh. Gerald. Yeah, the vast, ma- Quentin. <laughs> the vast majority of the Chargers' problems could be fixed with a smarter coach. Yes. But you're kind of kind of made your bed here so gotta make gotta make chicken salad out of chicken excrement oh well that's how you could describe tonight's game in the nfl jeremy's got the pick of the night coming up next in bangers i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty serving all of western north carolina Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Coffee's the closer zone. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. It's a perfect trifecta of nights for Thursday night football. We got an NFL game and two of my favorite schools in college football to make money on. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. We start with the easiest one. Kansas City Chiefs are an 11-point favorite at home against the Denver Broncos. Well, there's supposedly going to be high wind tonight. Well, old flutterball Russell Wilson in a monsoon against Pat Mahomes. This wasn't hard before, but that makes it even easier. Give me the Chiefs minus the 11. They win by a whole, whole lot. College football, the fighting Mike Houston's of East Carolina. My guy, your guy, they host SMU tonight. They're a 12 and a half point dog, and I think they can cover it. SMU's a better team. They're a better offense. But I think Mike and the fighting Pirates will be just enough to cover that 12 and a half. Give me East Carolina. And... My school of choice. At least it was when I had to make a choice. Country roads. Take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, baby. Money line. I'm not laying the points. I'm not dealing with any of that. They're a three-point favorite on the road against the fighting Dana Holgersons. This is a revenge game. He left us to go there. They're going to beat them. I'm not sure they have the talent to beat them by more than three. So give me West Virginia and the money line. Parlay all three of those together plus 489 and multiply your money by five. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingle Studio. 
back at the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And it is a Thursday afternoon. And that means it is time for Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, joining us here. And yes, good news we got to we got to see Tez Walker back on the field, uh, or I guess on the field for the first time since spring practice uh, with the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, as uh, they just demolished Syracuse last week, forty to seven. And this week, get to take on a team whose coach can't remember how the f- f- football works. I mean, that's Mario Cristobal Jones has got to be like the just the the the, the biggest bonehead of the week, or feeling that way anyway, because uh, he's been taking it on the chin from everybody. Well, and first of all, good to be with you. Um, and it was an impressive performance last week by Carolina. Um, I thought it was the Tar Heels' most complete game. So far this season, I, I think Syracuse is a solid team, and the Tar Heels just outclassed them uh, last weekend on that particular day. So an impressive performance, a balanced performance from Carolina, to be sure. Um, and by that I mean pass and run. I mean multiple guys getting involved. I mean offense, defense. Um, every every part of what Carolina was trying to do was working uh, last Saturday in Keenan. And they'll need a a similar effort this weekend because Miami is really good. It's the most talented team that the Tar Heels have played to this point. It might be one of the most talented teams the Tar Heels are going to see all year. Um, They're athletic, they're fast, um, they're skilled. And because of what happened last week, I, I think they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. You know, they're they're tired of hearing about it. They, yeah. they understand uh, the mistake that was made, and it was. I mean, it was a massive mistake. There's no question there. Mario Cristobal hasn't tried to uh, hide from it. He said, you know, he owns it, and and it was a it was a bad mistake. There's no question. Um, but they'll be ready to turn the page. Um, in a big way. And so when you've got a motivated team that's galvanized around something that feels like everybody's kind of out to get them and they're super talented, that's a difficult combination for the team that's playing them. And so um, the good news for Carolina is I think the Tar Heels are are good enough to accept that challenge and have a chance to win, Uh, but they'll need to play well for sure uh, to be able to to get where they want to go coming up on Saturday night. Uh, What has Coach said about uh, the involvement of uh, Tez? Uh, Had, what, six catches last week? Yeah, and I think, you know, that really probably tank is just scratching the surface a little bit. I mean, it would have been, it it was a challenge, I think, for Carolina, um, at least at the beginning of of this process. And by that, I mean last week, once they heard that he would play, really, it was right about this time last week. I think it was a challenge for the coaches to try and figure out how to best integrate him into the game plan um, for that particular game because there was so little time in relative terms. Um, all the, the meaningful practices as far as um, the game itself and implementing that game plan had already occurred. Um, you have guys who had stepped up and played well and helped the Tar Heels get to 4-0, so it's not fair either to just say, okay, player X, you automatically are sitting down because Tez Walker's back. That's not right either. 
And so I think eventually, after discussing it, uh, the Carolina coaches just said, hey, as with everything else, we're just going to do what we feel like best for the team. And so I think it was maybe 14 or 15 plays before Tez Walker, offensive plays for Carolina, before Tez Walker got into the game. Um, and I would expect that you would see him play more this week and more moving forward than he did in that game. Um, but I think you also saw um, in limited pieces some of what he was capable of. There was one catch he made on the sideline um, that was particularly impressive. And, and even on uh, a long pass to Nate McCollum where he ended up making the catch at the one and, and Carolina scored on the next play, like Tez Walker was open too, and the safety had to choose which one he wanted to rotate over to to try to help, and, and he rotated towards Tez Walker. And so um, th- that kind of stuff will continue to happen because you're adding in a terrific player. And so um, I think especially now with some time to better integrate him and to get him back in practicing as if he was going to play uh, instead of practicing for the scout team, you know, all of those things should help Tez Walker be effective this week and moving forward for Carolina. Yeah, I think everybody was uh, – I think everybody was uh, a bit encouraged uh, by seeing him come in in a short week and, and, and play at least, you know, a, a – a decent portion of the offense or targets um, on that you know on that short prep time. Uh, Drake May continues to do the things that we're used to seeing Drake May do. Last week, throwing yeah. for over four hundred yards, and this week against that Miami Hurricane secondary, um, I feel like he he's 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 got to be living with a whole lot of confidence right now. Well, and Tank, we've talked about it as we've spoken here through the first portion of this season, is that even though Drake May's stats, and and basically that boils down to yards and touchdowns for the casual fan, even though those weren't quite as good as they were a year ago at this time, that in no way was an indication that Drake May wasn't playing well. I, I think Drake May is a significantly better player now than he was a season ago and we know how good he was a season ago he he was ACC player of the year he was national freshman of the year and he deserved those honors um but what he has done is he has really or he has really refined some of those rough edges and he's uh really uh, focused in on some of the details of what he is doing and, I mean, the physical ability is there. That, that's obvious. His ability to run is there. His ability to make all the throws, fit the throw in the tight window, go down the field, all those things are there. Um, but now you're seeing a guy who I think is more patient in the pocket. You, you haven't seen him uh, get happy feet in the pocket if there's people around him. You see a guy that, that can throw more effectively on the move, and Carolina is actively trying to roll him out some and getting him on the move because he's good at that. Um, and so that is something that they focus on. You're seeing somebody that uh, is making smart decisions with where to put the football. A couple times last week, there was a third down um, when he checked the ball down to, I believe it was British Brooks coming out of the backfield, and British caught it, you know, maybe three, four yards shy of the first down, but turned up field and got the first down and kept the drive going. And sometimes you just have to do that. And I think that was not always the case a year ago. Um, and even something as small tank as um, if, if they're starting to get bodies around him in the pocket, he's, he's getting that second hand on the football. 
and trying to move up, climb that pocket with two hands on the ball instead of dropping it down to the side or something like that. And so um, you, you're just seeing a more mature player uh, with that natural uh, maturation process because he's playing now in his second year as a starter, somebody who is taking it very seriously and trying to be as good as he can be uh, on top of having all of those really uh, impressive, just God-given talents that he has. And so uh, there is no question to me uh, that Drake May is one of the best players in college football. Um, he is in the discussion when you're saying who is the best quarterback in college football. There are other guys um, who can be in that discussion, and, and rightfully so, but Drake May has to be in that discussion. Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, what does Miami bring defensively to try to hold us up? Yeah, so you know Miami's been really good uh, on the defensive side. Now, I, I will say, Tank, that they've got they've got the best win right now between these two teams uh, with a home victory over Texas A&M. And high-quality win. It was a close game. They ended up winning by two scores with a late touchdown. But it was a, it was a close game a, a large majority of the time. Um, the rest of Miami's schedule has not been as impressive. You know, they beat Miami of Ohio. They beat Bethune-Cookman. Uh, they beat Temple. And those were extraordinarily one-sided games. And so I do think some of the stats when you have a schedule like that will be inflated. Having said that, Miami is still very good on the defensive side. They, they currently lead the country in rushing defense. Teams are only averaging 58 yards against them on the ground per game. They are top 10 in the nation in total defense. Um, teams only getting 268 yards per game. And they are top 15 in the country in scoring defense. Teams only putting up about 14 and a half points. So no matter who you're playing, uh, those are impressive numbers. So th- this is a team that flies around. Um, and Tank, you know, I, I think also just no matter how good Miami is, if you follow football, you probably have a decent idea of what they look like out there, right? Like what type of players and athletes and right. um, the, the way that they can move. And, I mean, it's just like – you know what type of team Miami is coming with. Now, how good or bad they are, um, it just depends on each individual year. But you know the type of opponent that you're going to face, and this is no different. You know, they're big and strong up front. They're really fast and rangy on the back end. Um, they're skilled. They're quick. I mean, th- this is a really impressive uh, team. And so for Carolina, uh, the Tar Heels are, are going to have to – play up to their capability to have a chance to win. But as I mentioned earlier, I think the exciting part for the Tar Heels is that they have a team capable of winning this game for sure. Um, but they have to play well to do so because, again, I really do feel like Miami is going to come in and, and play very well, and the Tar Heels are going to have to be ready for that. Tar Heels are, once again, off to a great start in the season. Uh, and it has been at this point the last few years, within a week or so of now, uh, where things have started to happen. Things have started to go, you know, sideways a little bit. Um, has, has there been any discussion uh, or is there any thought of what are we going to do to keep that from happening this year? <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I don't think it something tank where it's like it got to October 1st or something and the Tar Heels said okay everybody get ready it, it just it, seemed like, a, not, like like the pumpkin came you know it was time for sure the no, to turn into a pumpkin no I understand your your point and you don't have to look any further than last year I mean the Tar Heels were sitting at nine and one and then lost their last four games and you know I I think that's a relevant um 
lesson for this Tar Heel team. And, and what a benefit. It wasn't fun to go through at the time, but what a benefit it is for this year's team because you do have a lot of guys on this year's team who were key contributors a season ago. You, you have that immediate lesson and immediate feedback of, look, if you get complacent, if you are happy at being 5-0, and um, and 5-0 and is something to be proud of, no question, that's good. It's only the tenth time in Tariel history they've been five and zero, but if that's enough, okay, then that's enough. Go out and and be satisfied and see what happens against Miami and against Duke and against uh, Clemson and NC State and Georgia Tech. Let's find out what happens. And so I think Carolina has that uh, that immediate experience um, in its back pocket of saying, you know what happens if you don't go um, with your full attention, uh, your full level of effort, your full level of execution. And even if you have your full level of effort, execution, and attention, that doesn't guarantee you're going to win, but it does give you the best opportunity to do so. And so I think for Carolina, that, that's the focus. It's not, hey, guys, everybody be careful. Don't let this go sideways. Right. Hey, guys, we've got a hard schedule coming up. It's not that. It's, hey, this is a good team. You've accomplished something. Let's keep going because there's still seven weeks to play. That's one thing that I've been saying all week long is, uh, you know, regardless of where this, you know, where this takes us, uh, and Tar Heel fans, I see them on the, you know, the, the Facebook and, and all the social medias and talking about what the ceiling can be. Let's not get our hopes up is what I've been preaching. Let's just realize that this is one of the, probably the best team that we've had in my lifetime as far as the talent that's on this field uh, and, and enjoy it while it comes because we as Tar Heel fans, we, don't, we, we haven't seen a lot of these over the years. So, well, and, so and you know, really take, and this, is, this is not trying to like bring down the Tar Heels or say something negative or say something negative about fans. But like this, this game coming up on Saturday will be the – Carolina's been playing football for over 120 years. And now, granted, some of the, the AP poll, because I'm going to talk about rankings here in a second, the poll has been around since 1936, I believe. This is going to be the 44th game in Carolina history that it's, it's going to be two ranked teams playing one another. The, just the 44th in 120-some-odd years and with the poll uh, being around since 1936. This is only the eighth game involving two ranked teams um, that have happened in Keenan Stadium since the 80s. And three of those happened in 2020 when everybody wasn't playing football and there wasn't anybody in the stands. So the point of all that is Carolina wants that to happen more often, of course. They, they want this to be a consistent thing. But why, why look to December? Why look to January when you could enjoy it right now? And, and for Carolina, I think the Tar Heels are enjoying it. They're, they are staying in that week-to-week uh, mentality, staying in the moment, and you have to. And, and then when the year's over, that's when you look back and go, holy cow, what a great team, or uh, what a awesome win that victory over Team X was. You know, that's when you do that. But for now, it, it's really being immersed in the moment, enjoying what's happening. And, again, you want it to happen more, but it hasn't happened that often. And I'll say one other thing, Tank, so 14 times in those, those previous 43 uh, games that Carolina has been a ranked team and played another ranked team, they've won 14 times. So they're 14 wins, 28 losses, one tie. 
Can you just guess, Tank? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Can you guess how many of those 14 wins have come under a Mac Brown coach team for Carolina? I'm going to say nine of those. Right on it. It's nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, good job, by the way. Yeah. But, I mean, so it should also just tell you how good Mac, how for whatever reason, and part of it's because he's a Hall of Fame head coach. But Mac Brown, he's the best coach Carolina's ever had. Period. The end. The numbers back it up. Your eyes back it up. Your experiences back it up. And you should, you as a Tar Heel, um, and I'm speaking not necessarily just a tank, I'm speaking in general, really appreciate what Mac Brown has done because he's done it twice now where he's gotten Carolina from a difficult spot to a really good spot. And he's he's done it better than anybody's ever done it on a consistent level at Carolina, period, the end. Yep. And so uh, enjoy it while it's happening because it's pretty darn fun. Yep. Tar Heels number 12 in the country and this weekend taking on the Miami Hurricanes. 7 o'clock start Saturday night. And uh, Jones of the gang will have the coverage here on ESPN Asheville. Before we let you go, Jones, we got a big night tomorrow night. Live yep. action with Carolina basketball. What's uh, I understand there's some new like uh, stadium renovations that are going to be on display for the first time. Well, so doors open at five thirty. Event starts at seven. Uh, the biggest thing for the Smith Center is there will be uh, just like in Keenan Stadium and in Carmichael, they've really upgraded the the lighting system, and I think you see that somewhat consistently now. And that's another part about this weekend, by the way. I think you finally are going to get to see the lights actually do all the stuff they can do in Keenan Stadium because it's the first time that the game's going to kick off when it's night at the beginning and, of course, will be night at the end. Um, so that, that part, I think, will be fun as well, just as part of that, that really cool atmosphere in Keenan. Um, and there's, some new, there's new pieces to that as well on the basketball side, so I think that should be help enhance the game day atmosphere. Now, how much of that is going to be on display Friday? Don't know, but I think there will be some of that. Um, but you're going to see both the women and the men. Uh, you know, the women are a preseason top 15, 10-ish ranked team. Uh, we know the Tar Heels uh, on the men's side not being talked about a ton. I, I think, you know, they'll probably be in that 15 to 25 range when the preseason polls uh, eventually come out. And But, Tank, I'm going to tell you, I really I, I think people are going to really enjoy this team. Um, it, it is it is dramatically different from last year's team, not just in the personnel, um, but in just a lot of different ways. And, and to me, and this is in no way saying something negative about last year's team or the year before that, it, this team more fits, I think, what Hubert Davis's vision for his teams at Carolina to, to look like. And I, I just mean the way they play, the versatility of the players, um, I, I just think that this is going to be closer to what he wants it to be. Um, now, that doesn't mean they're going 30-0 and winning the national title or anything, right. but I think that this team is closer than, uh, than last year's and the, even the year before that when the Heels, of course, made that great run. Um, I think this team is closer to that, um, which should be interesting to watch. And, and there will be a lot of basketball. I think both teams are playing scrimmages, so there's going to be a lot less of the – silliness and all that and a lot more just basketball so if you if you enjoy basketball and you want to watch the Tar Heels play some and of course it's free admission and general admission seating so great opportunity to come and get a really close look if it's if it's not something you often get to do um it's a great event uh, to get to do all that as well all right uh, so there will be basketball played 
a lot of it during yeah. the okay all right excellent and is this uh, is this something that gets streamed online for those of us uh, yes i do and i'm talking a little over my head tank but i'm about 98 percent sure um that it will be it is available in fact i know it is it, it is available on i believe the streaming um espn platforms um that's the easiest way to get to it okay. so if you uh, are comfortable with that at this point which i think most of us are um that is where you can best easily see it if you can't make it to the smith center we're not going to have any radio coverage of it. it's not really an event that lends itself to that um but there will be the streaming coverage of it um coming up tomorrow night and again that's 5 30 the doors open seven o'clock the event begins and then on saturday for football it's a 7 30 kick and we will be on the air radio wise for that one of course um starting at 6 30 absolutely and you'll hear it right here on espn Asheville. great lead in jones you're a pro and we'll catch up with you next week brother thanks tank talk to you soon yes sir you're in the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville the Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. You are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Verdict is in. Banger. <laughs> it's ESPN Asheville. And Creed's making their comeback. They've got the, uh, you know, the the, the whole sold-out boat cruise that Jeremy missed out on. Oh, that's okay. I'll still find a way. I'll get on that boat. <laughs> Have no fear. But their their music's being resurrected. It should have been dead on a Sunday morning, but for some reason, it's come back to life. As the Texas Rangers have adopted Creed bangers, they're doing Creed sing-alongs in the stadium now. Rangers moving on to the next round, the ALCS. It's going to be an all-Texas matchup with them in Houston. Uh, Tonight, we've got Major League Baseball here on ESPN. Asheville, the Atlanta Braves in a must-win spot against the Philadelphia Phillies, down two games to one in Philadelphia. They got absolutely crushed last night. Six homers for the Phillies, and the Braves lose 10-2. to It didn't go so well. Yeah. Yeah, hey, at least least you're not the Dodgers, right? Yeah, they're already home. (laughs) It could be worse. You could be the Dodgers 
and, uh, you know, win 100 games and just get swept by that snake team from the desert that no, you can't, that, that barely anybody can name a player that plays for them. Well, you know, it's funny you said that that way. Because yesterday we teased that we were going to play a game that I had conspired called Texas Ranger or Texas Ranger. Yes. So yes. I'm going to give you a name and you tell me if this is a player that plays for the Texas Rangers baseball team. Okay. Or if it's the real name of a character from Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> I can't do that. I never even saw that show. Oh, it d- doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The you only got thing I knew 50, about that show, shot. the only thing I know about that show, is it was the show that came on after Nitro for a while on TNT. Uh, is that true? Was it or was it no, on I USA? Think it came on USA, USA after, after Raw. Raw. That's that's what. It yeah, was. it came on after Raw. That's I, right. Because we had to watch. Uh, what was that? It, it was that and Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. I think. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't Tropic Thunder. What was the one that? hulk hogan was in after. oh i have no idea you lost me at hulk hogan. it was the one with the boat the speed boat in the beginning i can't remember the name of that show anyway oh i remember oh that was awful yeah it was, ter- was, it was just an awful show it's thunder something i can't remember anyhow all right texas ranger or walker texas ranger all right so these are only guys that are on the rangers playoff roster okay so i'm gonna give you one Kind of a, a little bit of a layup, and we'll see if you get it right. Ezekiel Duran. I'm going to say Walker, Texas Ranger. You would be incorrect. Oh. I thought that one was going to be really easy, which tells me you're probably not going to do well here. No, I don't know. Ezekiel is Duran is the backup first baseman on the Texas Rangers roster. Also, backup singer for Duran Duran. Quite possible. <laughs> All right, next one. Jonathan Ornias. Walker, Texas Ranger. You're wrong again. Dang. That is the fifth string shortstop for <laughs> your Texas Rangers. Well, that's not fair. I couldn't even tell you who the fifth string shortstop for the Red Sox was. All right. All right. I dug a little deep for that one. <laughs> Evan Carter. He plays for the 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 Round Rock Express in the in Independent League, huh? That's the one that Nolan Ryan owns, right? No, what was his name? Sorry, Evan Carter. Evan Carter. That is a Walker, Texas Ranger. You're wrong again. Dang it. That is the starting left fielder <laughs> for the Texas Rangers. <laughs> All right, you got me on. That I one. had to sneak that one in there because oh, you're totally giving like backup guys. Now I throw the starter out there, and he still got it wrong. Robbie Grossman. Walker, Texas. I got to hit one at some point. I have done four in a row. They're all (laughs) Texas Rangers. They're all Texas Rangers. And you got them all wrong. I did that on purpose. Well, that's not fair. (sighs) All right, I got one last one. Okay. And now. Walker, Texas Rangers. Now you have literally a 50 50 shot. Because I've given four Texas Rangers in a row. Judson Mills. Walker, Texas Rangers. Finally got one right. Yes. Judson Mills played Francis Gage. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Francis. Hated that guy. All right. His character was so engaging. 
All right, I pulled three more round robin quick fire. <laughs> okay. I will tell you at the end. Or, well, if you hear the bell ring, you got it right. If you hear nothing, you got it wrong. Okay. Dean Norris. Walker, Texas Ranger. Jonathan Banks. Texas Ranger. Brian Krause. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> did you go all Walker, I Texas did. Rangers on that I one? Just to, just to take me off. I did, just because you're one of those that overthinks everything. I and do. you go, he's done four Texas Rangers in a row. Absolutely. He's not going to do another one. Uh, so the first one I said was Dean Norris. That is uh, the brother-in-law from Breaking Bad. He played Deke Powell on uh on texas ranger mm-hmm. jonathan banks is the he's the hitman from better call saul okay. he played shelby valentine and brian Krause looks super familiar but i don't know why uh and he played billy kramer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so here's what that means folks for a team actively in the alcs a man that does three hours of sports talk a day couldn't get 50% of them right of was this a character from a 1990s television show or an active Texas Ranger? <laughs> Baseball, you ever needed a proof positive that your sport's stupid and irrelevant? I gave it to you. Oh, my gosh. We just put that thumb on the scale there. Uh, it is I ESPN. didn't do anything. Oh, 100% you did. Uh, you didn't even care enough to cheat. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not. I mean, that would have ruined the game. Of course, I could have pulled up the depth chart here and been like, oh, that's a Texas Ranger. Yeah, you know what's funny is that I'm not sure you could have. I'm not sure you could have because a couple of those guys don't even appear on the depth charts. You got to extend it out. <laughs> kind, of, kind of making my point. Kind of making my point. Well, one of them was a starter that had a home run in the series. So well, I'm going to say, mean, you know, there's also left tackles that start all the time in the NFL, and I don't know who the hell they are. So All right. All right, I, I, I want to play it. We, we can play another game in the final hour if you want to. You pull every starting left tackle in the NFL, I can tell you every team they play for. Oh, I get, and you can tell me where they went to college, and you can tell me where they were drafted. And, and probably you can tell what me their dog's the name is, where their wife likes to go to dinner, where their mom and dad went on vacation when they were conceived. Yep. Yeah, I know all those things. Yep. You know why? Because I'm a loser, yep. but I love football. Yep, he does. Uh, you're in the sportsocracy. This is ESP and Asheville. We are going to keep fixing this thing for some NFC teams when we come back. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. 
Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP, The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back in the sportsocracy inside the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville. And it's time to get weird um, with the... uh, the price of housing, you know, just being absolutely crazy all over America. Um, found this uh, article about a house up in Ann Arbor that cannot sell. It's been on the market for four years, but nobody wants a piece of it. Uh, and, and and it's actually not really hard to even tell why. At uh, as, as you learn more about it. Okay, so the... Um, the house is about four hundred thousand dollars. Is what they're asking for it. It's not a bad little house. Nice. I mean, it looks it looks nice from the outside. It's a little quaint, thousand square foot, little blue house. The big problem with it is, and and the fact that it is way under market value for the the market that it's in. It it's oh. I'm trying to do the math in my head, and I can't do the math in my head. It's It was built in 1864, and it's a historic place. So you can't tear it down, right? You can't get rid of it. 100% meanwhile, you can. Meanwhile, you've got, <laughs> you've got this piece of prime real estate in the middle of a historic district that you can't do anything with. Nobody will sell it. It's completely gutted out because there's nothing they can do with it. Say even if you sold it for four hundred thousand dollars, the the person who bought it would have to put eight hundred thousand dollars worth of work in it to fix it because it's still got original plumbing, which I didn't even think that this was possible. You have original plumbing from eighteen sixty four in this thing. It's a Civil War site. You can't do anything with. And it has been on the market for four years, and every time somebody gets in to buy the damn thing, they almost make it. You've been there. You've been to that part, right? You've been trying to sell something, and you get just to the last moment, and you think you've got rid of this. Yep. I I just got there. Deal and gets I'm not, pulled out from under you every time. And I'm not going to lie. I had already mentally told myself what crimes I was willing to do to make sure that that signature hit that piece of paper. Uh, this home, by the way, is uh, the reason they did the story on it. It's about to set an Ann Arbor record for, for, for being the property to sit on the market the longest. Um, here's the question that I have. Why do we have these historical sites that are like, oh, you can't do anything with so what a thousand people a year can come and watch somebody use a loom like <laughs> well, be damn look at that i, I mean that'd be one thing they got a thing it takes string and it intertwines it into a blanket cool let's go get dollar marks at uh applebee's i, I mean just tear it down it all comes back to the dollar marks for you 100 it does <laughs> well because that's it look if you're going to a civil war historical site you like to party. 
Okay, you're doing that because you needed something that was real quiet that you could wear your sunglasses in. <laughs> or you're on a school trip just trying not to fall asleep. Uh, yes, 100%. Just tear, just tear just old crap down, okay? <laughs> Progress. I promise, I promise you nobody that was there when it was built in 1864 is going to care. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, you know what? We just asked them all. And the eyes have it. <laughs> Opposed, no. Uh, no. Hearing none. None. We move there forward. There we go. <laughs> Progress, the opposite of Congress. Let's go. My story is about Pete Davidson. He is oh, a wow. special breed of stupid. Yeah, he is. Him and Colin Yost bought the Staten Island Ferry. It has sat because you can't do anything with it. That's a purchase that he allegedly made, and I quote, because he was really high. <laughs> Fast forward two years, guess what? He bought some more useless crap again because he got real high. <laughs> he bought a series of sealed VHS tapes, just a, a, a whole cavalcade of, of titles in the hopes that they will become vintage and worth a lot of monies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, he said that there was a copy of Rocky that sealed had sold for what was it? 37,000. $27. Okay. Well, I can tell you that that was not done through any auction house in the world because I searched for what are the most expensive VHS tapes, a list that was updated this morning has Beauty and the Beast, the, the classic one. Oh, yeah, the that's, Disney ones. That's yeah. the most expensive sealed VHS that has been sold. How much do you think it's sold for? Uh, $10,000. $240,000. Jeez. No, no, I'm not done yet. Two was Star Wars A New Hope, which is a movie I have never heard of. That must be the only Space Bears movie that any of you watched and went, this sucks. <laughs> and just walked out because I've never heard of that. Really? Have you? Did you see A New Hope? Oh yeah. Which, which one was that? That was the third one the, of the original series. So let me see if I can guess the plot. Uh, what do you think we should do, Bear? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's do that. Yes. Somewhere in that. Okay. Yes. That sold for thirty-five thousand dollars. There was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that sold for twenty-eight five. And then Top Gun was four at $8,200. Woo! He has spent thousands of dollars buying what? Between 20 and 30,000 on just a big old box of crap. Maybe he can go set it on the Staten Island Ferry. Now, the most troubling part of this is at the end, Jimmy Fallon, who was who he was telling the story to, yeah. asked him what he planned on doing if the VHS tape plan failed he said if it doesn't work i'm gonna be on the road forever oh shoot yep. i thought we were like 15 minutes from getting away from you his 15 minutes was up a long time oh ago. no doubt a long time ago no doubt i have never seen an uglier man make so much money in in show business oh yeah and then he got <laughs> uh, let's see he got kim kardashian to date him there's the ariana grande there's been a few others mm-hmm. like i mean game respects game bro and I'm a three that's married to a 10. You are a point three that's been swinging out of your class since 1997. Yep. There's a joke I could make here. Oh, I'm not going to. You want me to make it? Because I'll <laughs> totally do it. 
He looks like one of our houseless neighbors that spent a, <laughs> that spent a while in a rehab facility and apparently needs to do it again. Ah, uh, indeed. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Uh, in the YouTube chat, Kelvin Joyner said, I need to watch a movie. I've watched good ones. I don't make a habit of watching Space Bears mm-hmm. because I don't care. <laughs> And then he asked, did you even see Tombstone or you just used the soundbite? I actually did see Tombstone. Which I'm shocked by. Which is, it was a great movie. Well, of course it was. It's a great movie. There's lots of great movies that you've never seen. Name one. Great movie that I've never seen. A Few Good Men. I'm not even 100% sure. Is that the one with Jack Nicholson that's where he goes, you can't handle the truth. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson is a as a officer in the military. Shut up. <laughs> got tom cruise in it too that's where yeah. you lost me yeah yeah no wait trust me we can play that game too Save, a great movie saving private ryan seen it did you mm-hmm. oh, i'm impressed i'm impressed carlito's way don't even know what that is awesome movie don't even know al pacino let me guess that finest. was made in like before i was born times no no this was like 80s this is an al pacino it's another al pacino drugs and crime movie born in 87 there bubba yeah. Got like the whole got the whole generation there. Uh Scarface, I have seen none of the Godfathers. It's too it, it, they're too long. No, they're not. No, they're not. I need to, all right, I am the definition of the uh, of the millennial with no attention span. All right? You know what you should do? Make the Godfather into like 12 TikToks and I'll watch I <laughs> I got it. Because I promise you in a three-hour movie, there's two hours and 40 minutes of crap that I don't need to know. Yeah. You just beat that bad boy up, I'm in. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. what the GG Gambling. Have you seen The Raven? I remember I The you. Wrestler Raven <laughs> that sat in a corner and wore jorts. And you know what? I'd, uh, honestly, I'd rather watch his life story. Than, than watch John Cusack as Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, David Evans Olsen asked Shawshank Redemption. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, it is. That was the last time I saw Andy Dufresne, a man that climbed through a mile of filth, came out clean on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goodfellas, you've seen that one? Nope. Casino? Nope. I mean, See- I've seen a lot of casinos, but I don't think I've seen the one that you're talking about. Learn a book. Learn a book. <laughs> Learn a book. Read just, a movie. Come I on. don't. Okay, just old things. All right. I don't like old. The things. next time you find yourself sitting in your underwear at three a.m. entrenched in whatever Hawaiian hockey match you're gambling on this week, why don't you just turn on Casino or some great movie? Okay. The fact that you said Hawaiian hockey match. All three of those words make sense. They don't make a lick of sense together. I, okay, I watch film. I got, I got draft prospects to grade. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're all looking to me to tell you about that fourth swing tackle that you just drafted for the Ravens. That is my role in life. It's not to watch. Mm-hmm. Godfellas or whatever crap it was you're trying to get me to watch. Uh, Kelvin Joyner's got a good point. He says, to be fair, Casino is just Goodfellas goes to Vegas. Absolutely. But it's uh, definitely worth it.
I did see all of the Sharknados, though. So. Which is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the type of thing, like, I hate the things you say, and when you say them, yeah, how you say them. I'm not going to lie, that irks my wife. <laughs> Just, she'll ask me, if, because somehow, five plus years later, she will still say, hey, you remember that scene in blank movie? And, I'm, and I just kind of look at her like a dog staring at the answer machine, like, you know the answer to this. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Unless it had Will Ferrell or John C. Riley in it, there's a great chance that I haven't seen it. I was going to say, but mention, have you seen my baseball? And he will laugh for hours. 100%. <laughs> if it's real dumb, there's a great chance that I saw it. Great chance. <laughs> oh god anchorman yeah i've seen it like eight times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how did we do this we just wasted all of the time that we had well, for all of the things it, but uh, that's what we do we go down rabbit holes and uh yep it's been it's been four years that we've been doing this show 100 percent. i still don't have an animated rabbit going down the oh, hole down the rabbit hole god. oh yeah yeah, we we have to get the uh, the NFC teams in, so I guess we'll have to. Uh, I was promised that in the other studio. What the rabbit? Yeah, we had a rabbit. It just it wasn't a great rabbit, <laughs> and it danced on your head, and it looked like it was coming to eat us. It's creepy. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So we'll have to move the uh, we'll have to move the fixing teams to the next hour. Yeah, and we'll we'll combine uh, NFL trades that we want to see. And would make sense for teams into the daily drift. Absolutely. Uh, week six in the NFL kicking off tonight. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. This is definitely one of those you're not going to have to want to watch. You're not going to have to watch it. I'm going to. I don't think you're going to want to watch it, but you're going to because it's Thursday night and this is what we do. Oh, no doubt. We watch football on Thursday nights. I'm just trying to play. I'm trying to decide which version of my favorite game should I play. Okay. Should I t should I have an alcoholic beverage every time Kansas City scores, or should I have an alcoholic beverage every time Denver punts? Because I do both, but I'm afraid I die. Yeah, you can't do both. You can't. You got to choose the lane. You got. Yeah. You you got to pick one of the two because if you try to do both at, at the same time, you'll get alcohol poisoning. Especially with this new, you know, low carb diet. Uh, yeah, you can't. You definitely can't pull no. it that way. No, you need a potato and a bowl of cereal <laughs> before you try to undertake something like that. Yes, yes, indeed, you do. Uh, so you'll end up like Gary Busey talking about buttered sausage. <laughs> What's it doing? Get it out of my face. Why is it here? Why is it here? It's not here, Gary. As a matter of fact, I don't even think that exists. I think you just made it up. Did you ever Google that? Does it exist? I, I did. And it just it showed me a bunch of frozen sausages. I'm trying to lose weight, so I don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's I true. looked at five of them and immediately wanted to go to McDonald's and get a McGriddle. <laughs> <laughs> Buttered sausage, jeez. Um, Jackass says you should watch a movie instead of watching this game. Hundred percent. I, I feel like we need to do that thing that we did for Jeremy at Christmas time a few years ago, where we all just gave him a list of movies and gave him homework to do. And I think that's how we do this. And we you knock know out a bunch of the great ones. And you know what? We can do that in the off season. I, frankly, if you want to turn this into a full movie show from the day, well, not the day, the Wednesday after the draft until when football starts. I, I'll sit down and watch movies nonstop. Right. 
Because I'd rather watch Space Bears than one inning of baseball. <laughs> Which is still crazy to me. And hockey, I'm afraid I'm going to get really into it and I'm going to get pulled over for a DUI even though I haven't drank anything. Yeah, yeah no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Just take my accent. Take, all right, if you're a hockey person, just take the, take the name of the best player you can think of and try to get me to pronounce it. I'd get arrested. That dude's had 400 beers. Mm-hmm. Nope. Just doesn't do more than two syllable words. Yep. He's yep. a big dumb bear, folks. That he is. That he is. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes won the opener last night against Ottawa. You'll get all the details on that coming up in the Adam Gold Show after we are done here. We've got one more hour to go, though, and we've got bangers coming up next. Jeremy's got his best parlay of the night as we got college and pro football going on tonight. Got five on it next. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. At Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. My favorite night of Thursday night football. I gave you West Virginia. I gave you East Carolina. I gave you Kansas City. But now let's add a little more to make it super profitable. West Virginia, Houston, I'm only taking the Mountaineers in the money line. I don't like anything else because this has incentives to it that could keep it closer. I don't know how many points are going to be scored. SMU, East Carolina, give me the Pirates plus the 12 and a half under the 49 and a half. And for Thursday night football, Chiefs minus the 11, under 47, Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown scorer. I mean, come on, his girlfriend's in the crowd. They're, of course, going to let him score a touchdown. You parlay all those together, put five on it, just like I am, turns into a plus 5,031 seven-leg parlay that would pay out $256.58. You take those to betus.com, use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY, get up to 125% deposit match and up to 30 risk-free bets so you can wager football with us all season long. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to... Get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio.
We're back in the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 third hour of the program. And we got your, uh, we got a chance for you to win some tickets coming up in this hour. Got some tickets to give away for the upcoming Asheville championship. The newest premier college basketball preseason tournaments in the country happening right here in our own backyard at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, with Clemson and Maryland and Davidson and UAB. November 10th and the 12th, go to AshevilleChampionship.com to learn more or to get your tickets or just keep listening to us because we're going to have your chance to win coming up it is the and if uh, you need more incentive to be at the Asheville championship i'll be there for every game there you go there you go and uh you can you know you can have a good old time hey you can, you can come sit beside me and and yell at me for four hours <laughs> don't let him trick in trick you into buying him drinks though because apparently everywhere he goes he does that uh it does I, happen a shocking <laughs> amount i keep waiting for somebody to put visine in one of them because i'm gonna probably drink it <laughs> I'd really like to see the bartender hand it directly to me, but, you know. Uh, today's daily draft in the sportsocracy. We're going with, um, well, uh, trades that we'd like to see in the NFL. And this is players that we'd like to see be traded around the league. A lot of talk about that going on today with, I guess, the trade deadlines coming up end of the month. Yes. Isn't that right? Um, and I think there's one player above all that needs to be traded so the way that we're going to do this is it'll go normal daily draft style where snake draft when he names a player i will come up with a trade for said player when i name a player he will do the same yes this could get interesting uh my i can't wait to see tanks draft pick trade packages for uh specific players (laughs) (laughs) i give you a first rounder you shouldn't don't do do that don't do that uh the number one is Kirk Cousins. I agree with you because Minnesota, I mean, look, with no Justin Jefferson, you're done like dinner and you need to roll over and die. I mean, Nick Mullins just went on IR. So I think that makes it even less likely that he actually gets moved, mm-hmm. but he should. And a team should be willing to come off a second round pick to do it because you're going to recoup uh, a third in compensatory selection a year later. And I know you want me to say the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Why? Mike Greenberg is convinced that Aaron Rodgers is coming back week 12. Now, if there is, if there are probably a lot of people that are more connected to the Jets than I am, even though I'm pretty high on that list. Is this like. If he's saying it on an ESPN national show, it's because somebody somewhere has told him that. I don't know. Is this like the time that Greeny said the Jets were going to go 16 and 1 when they got Le'Veon Bell? He also said they were going to make the playoffs, which is when I went, oh, did you did you drink booze's before you came to work today? <laughs> uh, so I, I'm not going to say the Jets, but there is a team that I think could be really formidable. And the fit is not perfect, but I think it's it's good enough for you to win your division and could make you a headache in the playoffs. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh. I will okay. give up a conditional second round pick that becomes a first rounder if I make it to the Super Bowl. 
Okay. And so, most, so you're giving me a second round pick. There's no chance you're going to a Super 100%. Bowl. <laughs> All right. But you give me Kirk Cousins, I've got Drake London and Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has been good on play action, and I think that's really what he needs. Is that, he mobile? No. Yeah. That would that would be my question with the, how does he fit the Arthur Smith season. Well, uh, Arthur Smith is going yeah. to have to bend to him a little bit, and he's going to have to bend to Arthur Smith a little bit. I mean, it's uh, there are no perfect solutions when you make a trade in season like this. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very, I think it's a very seamless fit. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I did want you to put him in New York, but uh, Atlanta, I guess, will do. I think it's a place that makes the most sense. Okay. All right. Your selection. Mine. My first one is also a member of the Minnesota Vikings. It's Daniil Hunter. That's a high-level pass rusher. Has one of the highest pass rush win rates in the league. And you you got to tear this thing down with studs. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy. I think he could be an impact player for a for a, a contender. And he's another one that I think you could get for a not, a not a ton. Not a ton. Is that a second-round pick as well? I think it starts with that, and I – uh, it, it would have to be something kind of like that Christian McCaffrey deal because Daniel Hunter's only 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time Minnesota is good, he will be long retired. Yeah. But is that something I can give you like, a, oh, I don't know, like a couple of threes and a four? Uh, I mean, it's possible because you, in theory, you would have to pay him because his contract runs up after this year. Mm-hmm. So it could be a one year rental which is what I thought Baltimore was going to do with Roquan Smith last year, or it could be a player that you actually see as a long-term piece. But I would say a couple threes, because you do have to pay him, would probably be somewhere in the neighborhood. A couple of threes. Okay. Uh, Well, the the first team that I was looking at here was the Miami Dolphins. And, and and I get it. And I just You're feel just like so invested. Piece. I want another piece to add with Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, and I can move them. You know, move them up and down the. the You're the... just so invested. Mm. To me, the teams that make sense for Daniel Hunter, uh, Detroit, they're in the same division, so I don't think that's going to happen. And Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City is the one that I looked at and went, hmm, yep. That's how that should go. Okay. Because you put him on the opposite end of Frank Clark, or on the uh, opposite end of um, Chris Jones, and I, I think you've uh, I, I think you've got something pass rush wise there. Okay. So do you? But you put him on the line. I on the end I, of that four three. I would. Yeah. Okay. He can stand up. I I, I mean he's a very flexible piece. For, to me, there is not a scheme that I look at and go he can't do that. Mm-hmm. I like him better hand in the dirt end of a four-man front like right right okay hmm my next one i am gonna go a player that we have talked about getting traded for what feels like 433 years and he's about the only player left on this team that has any form of trade value it's jerry judy yeah he's been terribly disappointing yes but I still think he's a good route runner. I still think he can be a good receiver. And he's only 24 years old. Won't be 25 until the week before the draft next year. Mm-hmm. 
I think he still has value. But to, to a smart team. To a smart team. I, I want to say the Los Angeles Chargers. With the loss How of Mike Williams. How many receivers do they I need? Don't know. With the loss of Mike Williams to replace him? I, I mean, I get why you're saying it, but that's also in the division. He's a young guy. I'm not coming off a guy this young inside my own division. Mm-hmm. There were a handful of teams that I looked at that made a bit of sense. Like who? The number one for me would be the Jets. Because your receivers are horrifically bad. But I also said a smart team, which really, okay, just doesn't lend <laughs> itself to that. There. You're reaching. I mean, I would look at, at Carolina, you're not playing for anything, but that's a player I would be. If he's on the market, I'm going to make the call. Because you're going to get him for something in the neighborhood of fourth-round pick. Right. That That's roughly where his value is right now. Right. Uh, the Detroit Lions were the team that I had actually jotted down. You have him with, with Jamison Williams and with Amonra St. Brown. You use Josh Reynolds as that bigger four. Mm-hmm. That's Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention Sam Laporta and J- Jameer Gibbs. And doesn't he run out of the slot mostly? I, he hasn't. Jerry hasn't? He's played in the slot more than he's played anywhere else, but it's not. that's all he can do. Right. There are certain receivers that's all they can do. He can play on the outside. But okay. he's flexible. Okay, but he's flexible. Uh, right, Buffalo so. Bills are also one that I, I'd probably be making that call. Yeah, or how are they on the slot receiver? Khalil Shakir. That's the one that yeah, he's yeah. playing a lot now. Man, do you like him? Yeah. Really? Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, Denver Donkey said Judy might be a good fit if he goes to a team with a good culture. That's the thing is that most of the teams with good cultures have five receivers that they're somewhat invested in that's why he becomes a little difficult mm-hmm. all right let's go with brian burns that's a good one and that's going to be expensive mm-hmm. i think that starts with a first round pick yes and then you're going to have to have another pick that has an escalator in it of some kind yes starts as a third becomes a second if you make the playoffs becomes one if you make it to the super bowl agreed this year agreed Kansas City would be another team I would look at there. But they're not the one that I'm actually going to say. I'm looking across the league just to make sure that there's not anybody I want to say more than what I'm uh, than the first team that came to my mind. I will go that first round pick that we said with the the third that becomes a two that becomes a one to the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. That's a team that loves doing that. And Odafe O has been hurt. Uh, you've had, to me, and I like Ajabo. I just think you need a third piece of that where you can mix them up. And they've already shown. We're not averse to giving up draft capital because we draft so unbelievably well that we can give up that one and be just fine. Mm-hmm. The Rams also make sense for him. Yeah. But there's a... There's a there's another player that I want to uh, put on the Los Angeles Rams, and we'll do that in just a bit. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up on guys that I want to see get traded this year. Um, 
And just to clarify, the Brian Burns thing is not that I want to see him out of Carolina, but I, I think that's best. For I do. You, I'll go ahead and tell franchise. you. I, I want to see him out of Carolina, not because he's not a good player, but the same thing with Christian McCaffrey. He is too good for you to take his prime and not get prime real estate for him. Mm-hmm. Let's, I mean, just be honest with yourself, Panther fans. Look at Christian McCaffrey right now in San Francisco, and do you think he would be changing much of anything for you right now? Now, it does help if you'd stop wasting draft picks on guys like Tommy Trimble. So. Oh, come on. He scored a touchdown last week. He didn't mean to. <laughs> he was running to get water. <laughs> he turned around at the wrong time. Ball scared him. Ah! Right. Ah! Right. Look what I did! Right, right, right. Uh, this is one. This is. Uh, I'm going to go with another uh, edge rusher. Chase Young, the Washington Commanders. They didn't pick up his option. He's kind of in a prove-it year, and he's been proving it so far. So whatever stock you thought hit, you know, whatever hit he might have taken, I think that's coming back up, that you can get primo capital out of him. I, I still don't think it's primo because you have so much injury risk with him because he's been hurt so many times. Um, There are a handful of teams that make sense for Chase Young. I wish I had thought about you doing that because that probably would have been who I sent to Baltimore. <laughs> well, why not send him to? Uh, to you know what? Why not send him to the Rams? I got the perfect team. Okay. Uh, the the Rams is not an ideal fit because you're going to have to stand him up, and I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, yeah. There is a team though that really needs a pass rusher, and they're way better than I thought they were. And this kid is young enough that you could sign him to the contract, and he could grow with your team. Plus, you have a lot of money. The Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. I'll put him with DeForest Buckner and hope that I can keep him healthy and and really reach his potential. And now that I've said that, I don't think I want anything to happen more. Yeah. Four games played this season, 27 pressures. He's been very good. For Chase Young. So that uh, that's fourth most in the NFL. And so the guy that you weren't sure about, now I feel like you got a pretty good idea of this is a guy, and this is a guy worth keeping around, but am I not better positioned as the commanders instead of paying him to get him I would gone not. and rebuild? Here? I would not. If I was Washington, I would be going to him right now going, what does a three-year deal look like? Mm-hmm. I can't commit the long-term guaranteed money to you because you've only been healthy for 15 minutes. Right. But what I have seen is what I saw as a rookie at times and that's enough for me to say, I think you can be a building block, block piece, but I got to take care of myself a little mm. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. It is the Sportsocracy, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We will continue with the daily draft. Players we'd like to see get traded before the deadline at the end of this month. We'll continue after this. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. We're in the middle of the daily draft today. Players we'd like to see get traded before the October October 31st. October 31st. Right. It's Halloween is the deadline for trades in the NFL, and there's a few guys that could be on the move. I think Kirk Cousins need to be, needs to be gone. He was my number one pick. And Jeremy says, uh, let's send him off to Atlanta because uh, – Whoever does, whoever throws out the player, the other person's picking where they're trading them to. Yeah, we so, combine two segments here. Yes, so I go Kirk Cousins. He says take him, send him to Atlanta. He said Daniil Hunter. I went send him to Miami. You had other options. I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he always has other options. Miami what needs, I want to do. Miami needs forty-two receivers and thirty-seven pass rushers. Yes. Offensive lineman? Nah, we don't need that. Nah, I don't need that. You can't send pass rush at us. You didn't give me an team. offensive lineman. You gave me an edge rusher. Yet. Yet. Uh, Jerry Judy was his second, uh, which I wanted to send to the Chargers because they need another receiver, like a hole in the head. I was about to say, yeah, they only have seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, you only have you only have a good one good one. So, Yeah, Josh Palmer. Keenan Allen, stop it. Uh, and then Brian Burns was my next selection of a guy that needs to be traded, and he wants to send him to the Baltimore Ravens. Then I throw out Chase Young, and you want to send him to the Colts, correct? Yep, and I love that one. I didn't. I had no clue you were going to say Chase Young, yep. and now that I've heard that one, I really want that to happen. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's your turn for back-to-back picks here. Yes, uh, and mine is a guy that I really like the talent, but, man, you're in NFL Siberia right mm-hmm. now. Leonard Williams. Oh, that's the one. That's the one you wanted to send to the Rams. Can you imagine him and Aaron Donald on opposite ends of each other on that three-man line mm-hmm. with all the young guys, the Byron Young, uh, Mathis, I'll bet you you find a way to get a pass rush outside of Aaron Donald then. Right. That's one of my favorites of uh, of all potential deals that could happen. And there there are talks that Leonard Williams could be moved. Mm-hmm. The Giants know where they're at. They know they overachieved last year. And Williams is getting a little older, got kind of an onerous contract because you had to pay him. Mm-hmm. And I, ju- I don't know how long it's going to take before that line's good. Yep. Kayvon Thibodeau has been 
bad. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would definitely be a match made in heaven uh, for him to go to the L.A. Rams. Maybe give you a little bit more belief in that team. Because I still can't buy it. The Rams need another vet player or two to me. And that's one that I would be all over. If the Giants made that, if they made him available, I would just, all right, tell me what that, tell me what it requires. Right. Could it be that much of a difference maker, though? I think he can on the other, on the opposite side of Aaron Donald. I have always said that he should not be the best player on your defensive line. Mm-hmm. But if he's your two, he could be a wrecking ball. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up. Wanted to do James Conner, but he's on IR and doesn't come off IR until after the trade deadline. Hmm. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna I looked at their depth chart just to see if he was I couldn't remember if they actually put him on IR or if they said he's just gonna be out for four weeks. But when I did that, I saw another name that I really liked. Uh and that is Zach Ertz. Ah. I still think he's a top ten ish tight end in this league. And there are a lot of teams that are just horror-awful at tight end. Mm-hmm. Hmm. New Orleans Saints. Don't hate that at all. Don't hate that at all. A little safety nine, blanket. Because we're, we're, we're trying to do this with Jimmy Graham. Uh, who's awful. Just, I, I mean, I know it's the nostalgia tour, but he's terrible. Right. I I could see Zach Ertz being a great piece with Derek Carr. I mean, hell, he had so many good years, or or a few good years anyway, with Darren Waller. Uh, uh, Miami Dolphins were one that I considered there. That's not a bad one. He's a better blocker than Mike Gesicki. He's still not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the last I heard, they were planning on trying Chase Claypool at tight end, which, you know, if we were playing Madden, that would be just... Yeah. real difficult to stop and if you're and if you're the arizona cardinals i really don't see how you don't do this no you got like, trey mcbride sitting behind him exactly you're that's, you're trying to go youth movement mm-hmm. that's what i'm ready for by the way did you see the report that came out yesterday that the the kyler thing is becoming a little uncomfortable in the building no because they like where josh dobbs is of course. don't of course want to try kyler out there mm-hmm. read that report and i went hey that sounds like a thing i said like a week ago it's gonna get ugly it will get ugly. All right, so you went Zach Ertz. Hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster. Ooh, that's going to be a hard one to, to find a landing spot for. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you can get him for cheap. You get him for cheap, but you probably got 25 teams in the league that won't pass him medically. Everything I've heard, that knee is a disaster area. Really? Um. I mean, I just... It, you you look at his snap count over the last couple of weeks, and it has precipitously dropped. Well, so has Kendrick Bourne's. Mm-hmm. They're, they're playing more of Kayshawn Booty. And weird, as you did that, all of a sudden you lost the ability to score. I mean, I'm not saying those two things are related to each other. Also not saying that they're apples and manhole covers. Mm-hmm. So Five games, Juju has 14 catches. For 87 yards. Yay. I got to find a landing spot for Juju Smith. Tennessee Titans. There you go. You need somebody that can catch passes. Mm -hmm. And Traylon Burks just lives hurt. 
And Tennessee still competitive. Any team that's coached that well is going to stay competitive. But I don't I would think li- they can make the playoffs in a rating stretch. But I would like that team much better if Juju was the two and Traylon was the three. Much better than I do now. Yeah, I mean, you're still going to have tra- – basically, that cuts into Nick Westbrook Aquina, who mm-hmm. has been good at times and then completely irrelevant at other times. Right, yeah, I mean, he's extremely boomer bust. Uh, Silver said it perfectly. Juju is boo-boo. Uh, I agree. He's cooked. He ain't got nothing left. Is that what you're saying? I just – he's he, – it's obvious that he's had a lot of injury problems. Mm-hmm. That's – you remember the day that New England signed him? I laughed out loud i i do remember that very vividly in fact uh let's go you you had a denver bronco so i'll take a denver bronco as well let's go garrett bowles oh throwing me an offensive i'm gonna give you an offensive tackle because i mean that is a premium position and this is a piece that they might be able to get something out of I will go the Buffalo Bills. I feel I still feel like they need a piece on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it against Jacksonville, and I, I just feel like that's a problem for Buffalo moving forward. I like some of the things that they have done. They're maddeningly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if a left tackle hits the more uh, hits the board, the Buffalo Bills should be calling. Uh, other teams I would have thought about right there, uh, the Cleveland Browns move Jedrick Wills over to the right, mm-hmm. and then Dwan Jones becomes your swing tackle. Mm-hmm. And the Green Bay Packers. Because I, I don't see how you can trust David Bakhtiari. Right. I mean, you're obviously not going to trust him for this year. I don't see how you can trust him any uh, moving forward. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, part of me wanted to say the Carolina Panthers there, but uh, you're not. you're not doing that. Yeah, you don't want to give up. Uh, don't want to give up players moving forward. I'm not giving. I'm not giving up any draft capital. I've already done that enough. All right, you took all of mine, so I'm gonna have to come up with one off the top of my head oh, as no. we go. Oh no! Oh no! Um, you know, this is players we want want to be traded mm-hmm. and i like this team markedly better than you do but after watching this on monday night Devonte adams any guy that comes out and says yeah this really hasn't been what i was signing up for that's a guy that needs a uh he needs a change of scenery yes uh unfortunately the team i want to put him with is in their division the, uh, the chargers you want to give them another receiver i was talking about the chief oh <laughs> I would have laughed until it hurt. Chargers. <laughs> no, Every the Broncos. Receiver I, I want him to go to the Broncos. Every receiver I say goes to the Chargers. He'll be happier with Russell Wilson. We all know this. Uh, he'd be happier with Aaron Rodgers, which is where I want to send him. <laughs> you want to send him to the send Jets. Send him to the Jets. Yeah, we're not. So Zach Wilson can really piss him off for the oh, next six weeks until, right, Aaron, like... until Aaron and his bionic leg return to lead us to the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> I believed not a word of that, and I really need to clarify that many of the things I say are sarcasm, especially when they pertain to that team. Right. Um, hmm. That's a tough one because I'm not really sure. 
Baltimore Ravens? You've got so many receivers there. Yeah, but none of them are good. Uh, Zay Flowers is. One, again, one. Zay, Zay one Flowers would like a word. I got one that's good. I got a tight end who's disappeared. And I've got Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman and Nelson. No, I'm good. Give me Devontae Adams. Let's let's turn this into something here. Who? Now that I, I'm the one that said it, and even I'm trying to look around and go. Right, like, who else are you going to throw him with? The Buffalo Bills? No. No, that's going to be a tough sell. Unless it's with one of the super young teams, and I don't think he's signing up for that. No. Like the Colts. Put him on the opposite side of uh, uh, Michael Pittman. Ooh, with Gardner Minshew and the prospect of Anthony Richardson throwing to me next year. Well, hey, he's uh, he's been pretty good to Michael Pittman. Which yeah, well, there, you're not wrong about which that. Which there is a combination of words that I didn't under any circumstances think I would be saying this year right. at any point. Right. The Houston Texans. That was the other one I was looking at. But That's they've got a, a but they've got a slew of receivers. Yeah, but wouldn't you? Although like? anything that would get you to stop playing Robert Woods, I'm in favor of. You know what? Go Houston. Go Houston. I, I think that's absolutely ludicrous. But if it would get Robert Woods to stop being a thing, <laughs> I'm in favor of it. Because every single week I have picked the wrong Houston Texan, whether it was Tank Dale or Nico Collins, I've gotten it wrong every week. Right. But wouldn't you like that team much better if Don uh, Devontae was the one? And then you had what Tank Dell is the two and Nico coming out of the slot or vice versa. Either way, I would like Tank that comes team. out of the slot. There you go. I would like that team much better in that scenario. Never thought I'd be saying the Houston Texans should be making a big move for Devontae Adams, but here we are. Football's weird. It is weird. Teams do weird things. It is weird. And weird things always happen on Thursday nights. Thursday night football. But except for tonight. Yeah, not tonight. Yeah, that's it, it, yeah. I mean, weird things are going to happen. You're going to see Tay Tay get her hair wet because it's going to like rain, and then she's probably going to see her little boo thing score a touchdown, you're, and nobody's going to care about her reaction to that. Amazon, okay. I mean, they will, they will. We won't, but there will be people that care. Let's be honest. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. The season we've all been waiting for is here. 
No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The iHeartRadio Asheville Pro Football Pick'em Challenge is back. Just log on to WWNC.com and go to contest, and you can sign in to make your picks. Each weekly winner wins a $50 gift card to Asheville Pizza and Brewing. Make your picks now. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, and it's time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green. Don't do do crimes. One job. One job. One job. Uh, It is time to talk about uh, that one thing that you should never do, crimes, and I don't know what it's going to take. What does it take? Uh, We always talk about these dumb criminals, and oftentimes... The two worlds between the real world and the sports world, they just combine. Did you see the story about uh, about Miles Bridges? Uh, I saw the headline, but I didn't oh read gosh. it. Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges, who is currently has a 10-year uh, uh, domestic violence protection order against him because of the trouble that he got into, remember, last year for the assault on his girlfriend and the kid and all of that. Uh, He got suspended by the league. There was all the questions of whether or not the Hornets were going to bring him back. He was supposed to be a high-priced free agent this past cycle. Uh, Lo and behold, obviously, you know, nobody wanted him at the high price. Charlotte said, we'll give you a little bit of a deal, bring you back, we'll see what's going on. Uh, Criminal summons was issued yesterday for Miles Bridges for violating that domestic violence protective order, misdemeanor child abuse, and injury to personal property. Uh, Details were not given on exactly what happened, only that it is involving the same woman that he got into trouble with before. (sighs) Why is the Charlotte Hornets franchise just trash we keep doing this over and over and over again expecting a different result hornets fans watching this front office just toil away and then once you get something good when you thought it was good you know rewind what two three years ago Lamelo ball and miles bridges are tearing it up can't have good things can't have nice things in charlotte apparently and this guy's just Man, to have a, to have it all in front of you, and you just you, you can't do it. My story is not about crimes that have been committed, but for what will soon be crimes. Mm-hmm. California okay. governor and potential future president, according to some very stupid people, is really trying to eliminate the biggest problems in California. He already took aim at gas-powered vehicles. Now... He's coming for your candy. He just signed a bill 
That has eliminated red dye number three, potassium bromate, bromated, brominated vegetable oil. Can we not just name things something that's easy to say? And propyl paraben. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that right at all. I don't care. Because these are all ingredients in many candies. Originally, this bill was called the Skittles bill because it had the active ingredient that gives Skittles their color. Okay. And his, his... excuse for this is that it makes children hyper and it's bad for you and and all those other things but what it uh it the biggest offender that has all of these things in it is the marshmallow peep which is without a doubt the grossest thing outside of candy corn that has ever been put in a package and sold to the public so eradicating peeps I'm totally in favor of it. I don't ever want to have to look. because I can't even find it. What is that thing supposed to be? Is it like a little chick? Yeah. Why is it a marshmallow chicken? That never made sense to me. Nah, They're know. also completely disgusting. They went, hey, we've got all this marshmallow fluff that we want to turn into a candy. What could we possibly do with it? Oh, I know. Squish it into turds and put some yellow stuff on it and make it look like chicks. But, you know, for a guy that so many people want to be president, I'm really glad you're tackling the big issues. Your state's turned into Sodom and Gomorrah. You can't leave your car parked up on the street. But, yeah, let's go after gas-powered cars and peeps. Yep. Good job, dum-dum. <laughs> uh, it's future leaders of america yeah. ladies and gentlemen okay, you Yikes. know what I, I i'm fully of the belief you know what we just go the warren buffett route if the national deficit is more than two percent of the gdp nobody gets reelected. Ta-da! and we're done make it work make it work ah, it's the economy stupid nope but instead we find every low iq with a, a halfway decent haircut and go hey you want to be governor yeah, I did think it was uh, pretty funny when, uh, I think it was it to the, the Tonight Show he showed up on, or Colbert or something the other night, John Feynman, or whatever the hell his name is, the big dumb-looking one, the big ogre. Uh, John Fetterman. John Fetterman, yeah, that guy. He was he, 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 he got the big buzz quote from the late-night shows last night when he said that, uh, Was- that, that America's not sending their best and brightest to Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, mirror. Hey, you need a mirror? Hey, pot. Look at I'm this. Kettle. How you doing? That's your mom and them. Wow. Hey, what's Sloth from the Goody's doing now? He's a senator in the state of Pennsylvania. Hashtag self awareness. Wearing uh, a big old hoodie and a pair of shorts. Let's go. All right. Uh, saving what can be saved in the NFL. Teams that need a fixing, Jeremy's are going to fix it. We did the AFC in the first hour. Now let's do the NFC. These are not, we're not focusing on the dog water teams that are out of it. And we're not fixing teams that are already fixed. Exactly. These are teams that are right there in the meaty middle. And we got to figure out how to turn this around and make them actual contenders. Starting out in the NFC North with the Green Bay Packers. You're going to have to manufacture touches because the the problem, the biggest problem I see with Green Bay, one side of your defense is really easy to pick on. Whichever side Jair Alexander is not on, you you have a problem there, uh, and it's a legit big boy problem. Now this is where PFF really kind of makes me laugh because Rasul Douglas is the fourth highest rated corner in the NFL. <laughs> you didn't watch that Raiders game, did you? 
Chris Collinsworth was too busy talking about Taylor Swift because that's not what my eyes saw. He's not that good. I mean, he's a he's he's a good veteran. Josh McDaniels literally cut his playbook in half and said, "Hey, throw to whatever side Jerry Alexander's not on." There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Now the defense. I mean, I could say fire Joe Barry, which you should have done a year ago, but you've proven that you're not going to. So you're going to have to get higher level play from the defense, doing the same thing that you've been doing. But now offensively, the line is killed. Mm-hmm. You're on backups down the line. So you got to get the ball out of Jordan Love's hands. And instead of taking these 50-yard deep shots to Christian Watson, you got to manufacture touches for Christian Watson. Whether it's the jet sweep, whether it's pre-snap motion, you got to make this offense. you got to dumb this offense down. Not because I think Jordan Love's a dumb guy, but because it's becoming very obvious that there are certain things that he doesn't see. And the more tape you get of a guy doing that, the more they're going to throw it at well, you. Well, the longer you give a guy like that time to make decisions, he's going to make bad ones, right? Well, it's the Zach Wilson rule. Uh, under two and a half seconds, he's Joe Montana. Yes. Over two and a half seconds, he's Joe Montana. And I, I kind of think we're in the same boat here with Jordan Love because he does have tremendous arm talent. But this is like a, a kid with a cap gun. You, you got to rein in the use or you're going to put your eye out, kid. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at with Green Bay. I think the defense could be fixed. I don't know that it can be fixed with Joe Barry. But there's talent there. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Eric Stokes, please tell me you're coming back sometime. <laughs> uh, that They could use it. That is for sure. Um, they could also be, uh, this is a guy that we didn't mention in the trades, but hey, uh, Kareem Jackson, that could be a trade target. For the Packers? For the Packers. Never know. Um, Los Angeles Rams. Well, I said in the when we were talking about trades, go get somebody like, like Leonard Williams. But outside of that, you got to run the ball. You have got to stop becoming so unbalanced. I think the Rams are one of the easiest teams in the league to fix. Mm-hmm. Because you have two dynamic weapons that are really hard to cover. I mean, we saw it against the Eagles. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua were fantastic in the second half, or in the first half. Then what happened? Second half comes around. I know everything you're going to do. And then you become easier to defend. You've got to start giving Kyron Williams the ball more than 10, 11 times a game. If that's your guy, let that be your guy. If it's not your guy, go find your guy. Because letting Matthew Stafford, at uh, who he and I are the same age, letting him go out here and chuck it all over the yard, yeah, he can do it, but you're going to lose a lot of games the same way you've lost games so far this year. Mm-hmm. you got to take the advantage you have because those weapons, you remember when we thought the Rams' receiving core was just awful? Yep. Yep, weird how different that looks five weeks later because Kyron Williams is pretty good out of the backfield as a receiver. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup might be the second or third best receiver combo in the league. And that's not even mentioning Tutu Atwell, who's good over the top and should have had two touchdowns against the Eagles. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. He had one. He should have had three. Mm-hmm. But that's the the simple fix here is got to be more balanced. The defense, you've got deficiencies. And, and if you can't find a way to generate pass rush, your corners are going to get picked on. 
oh, they're all so improved. That's fine. When you're giving quarterbacks four and five seconds to, to find somebody open, they're going to, and they're going to do it consistently. But you're so young on that side of the ball. Outside of finding a veteran, there's you're just going to have to take the growing pains. Yeah, I, and I feel like uh, that should be the Rams' M.O. going here, is if we can add a veteran piece on the defense, then it would probably be a good thing. Offensive line help wouldn't hurt either. Uh, New Orleans Saints. New Orleans all comes back to Derek Carr. You went into this season with the, we are going to get better quarterback play. And through five weeks, you have gotten exactly what you got last year. Mm -hmm. Chris Olave, dog. Rashid Shaheed, dog. Michael Thomas, dog. You have weapons. Trevor Penning, you probably ought not have done that. I like that kid so much. You did. And man, two years into your career, I'm just looking at you going, you know, you're a mountain, but it's hard to move a mountain. And you're a mountain that doesn't move particularly well. I think the defense is good. It's just inconsistent. And it's not inconsistent in the places that I expected it to be. Like Marshawn Lattimore hasn't been Marshawn Lattimore. And so the defense, you just got to play to who you are. Now, is that Dennis Allen? I I don't know. If if I could answer that, I would make considerably more money than I do right now. But the defense has to play up to its potential, and you have got to get Derek Carr right. And and how you do that, I, I don't know. Because you have all the pieces. The line is good enough. None of this should be as clunky as it is. So if you got to insert things into the scheme that he is more comfortable with, whatever that solution is, and that's what I would have spent this week doing, is going to Derek Carr going, look, we scored 34 points last week and you were not particularly good. Mm-hmm. Just imagine what we could do if you were. Well, I mean, with with, with Alvin Kamara back in the fold, I, I feel like that's going to get better, that they're going to embrace more of a chemistry here that they – for for whatever reason, haven't been able to build so far. But, yeah, it looks disjointed. And uh, it looks like there's no trust there. Uh, Andreas Pinkney said, get a new OC. Pete Carmichael's the third worst offensive coordinator in the league. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but over the last couple of years, I have figured out he has naked pictures of Dennis Allen. And as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach, that's going to be his OC. Yep. Which uh, is dumb. Finally, the Washington football team. <laughs> You have to figure out some way to protect Sam Howell. Defensively, you've also got to stop putting Emmanuel Forbes on an island because he is getting just rung on a regular basis. Yeah. But the biggest problem of this team is your offensive line is awful. Sam Howell has been hit a billion times. Clean pocket, he's been a good to borderline great quarterback. Problem is he is running for his life way more often than he should, and it doesn't have to be against a good defense. It happened last week against the Chicago Bears. It's one thing when you're letting the Dallas Cowboys or the San Francisco 49ers, when they're getting home, okay. They get home on practically everybody. You've done this against the Bears and the Arizona Cardinals. That means you can't protect him against anything. It means you're going to be doing this every single week. And and I, I touched on this uh, during the power rankings Tuesday. None of your tight ends can block. None of your running backs can block. So you're basically just destined with this roster to trot out a five-man front 
and hope for the best. But that's what happens when you have a converted quarterback playing tight end and two guys that have never really been asked to block all that much playing running back. Because Antonio Gibson was basically a receiver. Yes, he was. And Brian Robinson was the in-between-the-tackles, didn't play as much on passing downs back at Alabama. This is just a bad roster build. And so there's not a lot of things you can do, but Eric Bieniemy needs to start conspiring ways to get the ball into Curtis Samuel's hands. If you can extend the defensive line out to where they have to worry about things like that. Because right now, virtually every run that I see from Washington runs between the the two gaps and right up the center's keister. you got to start getting to the outside. And, and I know you don't trust Antonio Gibson because he fumbles virtually every time he touches the ball. Are you ready to come off that one yet? What? No, th- that he's good at this game? Yeah. Because he's not. Yeah. But but you're going to have to find ways to, to extend the defense and stop trying to play this three yards in a cloud of dust in the running game. Brian Robinson's a good running back. And you have got to get more creative in how you get him the ball. Yep. Or Sam Howell, is, uh, his funeral will be uh, Wednesday, three weeks from now. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. That's fixing it for the NFC teams. We'll be back to close it out when we come back. The season we've all been waiting for is here. No, not that one. The season of the Big Orange Tent is underway in Western North Carolina. The area's largest selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and accessories is at the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. Halloween Express is your one-stop shop for adult and child costumes, superheroes, horror icons, inflatable suits. You can find it all under the Big Orange Tent at the Asheville Mall. 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday, 12 to 6 on Sundays. At Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Back at the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. And uh, speaking of Ingalls, the Asheville Championship is coming up. November 10th and the 12th. It is uh, the new premier preseason college basketball tournament. Early in the season, we got Clemson, we got Maryland, Davidson, and UAB coming to the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, for the Asheville Championship. It is the best field that they have had since this uh, tournament got started just a few years ago. We told you this was coming. And it's only going to get better from here. And if you want a chance to go, you can give us a call. 
$49.88. I got two tickets, and that's for each session. So one call, and you get to go all weekend long, November 10th and the 12th. Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, the Asheville Championship. Go to AshevilleChampionship.com to find out more and to get your tickets. Jeremy, you'll be in the house for all of it. I will. I love college basketball. And when I have it in my city, I'm going to frequent it. Uh, yeah. Uh, big- and, I will, and you can happily sit next to me and let me complain about not setting enough high ball screens. I was a basketball coach and a basketball player. That's what I do. All right. Call us now, 225-4988 for tickets to the Asheville Championship. Remember, AshevilleChampionship.com. We'll be back with you tomorrow at noon.